Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this glorious, holy shit, we have a first time Lord of Stanley Cup winner Wednesday, June 14, 2023. The program starts now. Lord Was given to a city for the first time in that city's hockey team's existence. Woo. The Las Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup last night, capping off an incredible NHL season. One half of the toxic table at Boston Connor is here. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. And now. There were two men that whenever the Las Vegas Golden Knights became a team said, that's my team. Hell yeah. They have been fans for six whole years. That's right. There's been ups. They made it to the Stanley Cup final in their first year of existence. There's been downs. They got rid of every single player mm. pretty much on the team. And now, on this beautiful Wednesday, one half of the toxic table and a 14-year NFL corner can raise their chins in pride and say they are Stanley Cup champions. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty Schmidt and Pac-Man Jones, Lordo winner. Congratulations, Tom. Woo! That thing happened. You did it, boys. Woo! You guys did it. Woo! Congrats, boys. You guys had a great game last night. Congrats, boys. Great season. Where to go, boys? Double C's on the team. Yeah. boys. Yeah. 9-3. Wow. What a winner. Blowout. Yeah. Very decisive. Pretty expensive for this particular program because we will be donating $250,000 to a charity of Stoner and the Boys' Choice over there mm -hmm. at Las Vegas Golden Knights. Stoner will be joining us, we do believe, Ooh. about 2, 2.30, maybe 2.40. Yeah, who yeah. knows yeah. right now? In the third hour, uh, Stoner, who had a hat-trick last night, if he would have yeah. scored four goals, we would have paid another $250,000. Uh, he scored early, looked good. I mean, the team yeah. was dominant. They were pumping pucks on the net last night. They were testing Bob all night. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing to watch that Golden Knights team. Now, Kachuk didn't play, so had to win. Had to, yeah. had had to, to win. Had to win. They were saying that Kachuk, actually, in the previous game, game four, they had to, like, fucking pick him up, put his uniform on oh, him, mm -hmm. and then push his ass out onto the ice. <laughs> yeah. Had a great fucking game. Yeah. Was raised in hell. They said he couldn't play. Whenever we heard that, we thought the Golden Knights were going to hoist it. Last night, they do in damaging fashion, 9-3. to three. Ty Schmidt, where do you, you kind of place this in your life, especially at this moment? At this moment, I mean... You know, Stoner said it last night. Outside of the birth of his daughter, it was the second best day of his life. Come on! Yeah. That's right. And yeah. I, I will echo that sentiment. Listen, wow. one of my favorite teams hasn't won a title in, you know, since like 2009, I mm. think. Packers won the Super Bowl in 2009, 2000, you know, the Super Bowl was in 2010. It's been 13 years, you know, so everyone wants to say, like, oh, you picked the good teams, you're a bandwagon, et cetera, et cetera. That's. Oh, like a third of my life that I have not won a championship. Mm -hmm. A team I'm rooting for has not won a championship. And, you know, Vegas, it's just there's there's always been something special about this team. Has been. There's has always been. been. Stoner, just misfits, outcasts. Exactly. Uh -huh. Stoner's always been my guy. Mm -hmm. And to have your guy, yes. my captain, 
score a hat trick in a, a game clinching Stanley Cup Finals victory. What? There's just nothing sweeter. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened since 1922. Is that I, good? I don't know. You tell me. The C on the sweater. That's right. Hat trick in the clincher. Wow. 1922 would happen. You're like, God damn, this guy's wow. good. Yeah. yeah. Holy hell. God damn, this guy's good. It's probably happening again. That's why they got the C or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened until two, 2023. That's right. Stoner's the guy. Mm-hmm. 100 years. You tell me. Is that, is that good? Pretty I don't sweet. know. And Six years to get a title. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. The owner said it was going to happen. He like. did. He did. And, and it just, you know, I mean, it, they're just, they're, if you're not really a hockey fan, they're a fun team to watch. Oh, yeah. like they're, they have a, their ownership group. They go for broke every single year, you know, which is what you want in a, in a market like that. I mean, you can't show up in Vegas and kind of just pussyfoot around and, hey, you know, we got a, we got a pro sports team. You, I mean, you need to kind of mm-hmm. stand out because there's so much shit to do there. They've done that, and, and here we are, ho- hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup, mm. you know, just six years after after the birth of the franchise. Pac-Man, I know you've been a fan since the birth of the franchise, mm-hmm. and you've been following NHL yeah. hockey for a long time. Yeah, he has. But the team that you picked to be a fan of wins the title here. You're going to be a fan forever. It's a good moment for the Vegas Golden Knights who are trying to build a brand still. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Only six years in. I know they made Stanley Cup final their first year of existence, okay? Mm-hmm. But I believe a lot of people probably said, ah, oh, beginner's luck, whatever. I don't know if their brand was able to build nationally as much just because of one run because of what happened later. Then they get all the way back and they win it. What a perfect time to pick up fans, have a great group of people, and Pac-Man Jones. Your hockey fan experience has been the greatest <laughs> hockey fan experience of all time. I well, well I'll, I'll be honest. This is my first year really having this experience. But, <laughs> hey, Ty, thank you. This has been a hell of a Experience. Yeah, I mean, you're DMing the guy that's I'm, scoring hats. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, pretty I'm sweet. Saying, that, that's pretty cool. We get jerseys, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I've learned a lot, man. This hockey game is real physical. Like, these yeah. guys Legit. are fucking dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. And anybody heard? Y'all hear it? Oh, Darren, you heard? Can anybody find his ass? I don't hear him. Oh, oh, oh D-Butt. Oh, 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 they no. won two games? They did. Out of, won yeah. two games? Out of. Huh? Out of. 10, 10, 10, 10, yeah. Please yeah, say good morning, Adam. Yeah. Hello, world. <laughs> yeah. yeah D-Butt, a, quick response. That's an unbelievable thing. South Florida did have the opportunity to potentially be the only town to win NHL and NBA titles at the same exact time. Instead, they become the only town who had two teams that def- defied all the odds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Underdogs that make it all the way, only able to win one game in each series. I think boys on both teams are pretty banged up. Oh, yeah. Big time. Jimmy Butler allegedly exhausted towards the end of it, which would yeah. make sense. I mean, the way that he was playing, the way they were playing, and how long the NBA season is. And then Kachuk, they're saying he, they had to pick him up and yes. put his pads on him mm-hmm. in the fourth game. Like to Dull. to Pac-Man's point, I was very lucky to grow up in a hockey town, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I've always had massive respect for the sport of hockey. Now, when you moved to Indianapolis, not as easy to watch Penguins games, but they're in the playoffs every fucking year. Yeah. So like, yeah. Hey, Pens are my team. Would travel to games, have the whole thing. Have always enjoyed hockey, the sport. Obviously, have a world champion ball hockey player right. Right. as one of my closest friends. So I've always enjoyed hockey. But whenever somebody watches it for the first time, one of the best times of the year is right now. So, like, right now, Florida is about to list off all of the surgeries and injuries mm-hmm. that the guys we were just watching play. Well, Kachuk couldn't play last night because they literally couldn't stand him up. But the, all the injuries, surgeries, and things that these dudes were just playing through that we didn't hear about. So, normally, you a player, especially if they're playing like shit, would want people to know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen, I got a fucking actual two broken ribs. <laughs> yeah. Like, Come on. Shoot broken ribs, a busted kidney. Bad shoulder. My AC joint broken completely. Yeah. Wrist, I'm going to have to get surgery on my wrist, my shoulder, my knee, and my foot. Okay, after the season. Normally, if you're playing like shit 
in the world that we're in, you would want people to know that. In hockey, yeah. it's like upper body, lower body. Bingo. Guys got guys got four lower body surgeries. That's coming. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that just all kind of rolls out afterwards. That's the hockey culture. And they playing with broke legs. Like these motherfuckers are gladiators. Crazy. Shins, yeah. shins broken. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they're broke on ankles. ice skates and they're getting sticks. Yep. I mean, there is just like. It's insane in 2023, and I guess it's insane that Joker's the way he is with the Nuggets, who we have his coach, Michael Malone, joining us, 1.30 Eastern Standard Come on. Potentially Malone and Stone. Oh, how about <laughs> that? Potentially Malone and Stone on today's program. Pretty, hey, pretty pumped for us. Yeah, yeah. Maloner. But like Joker, super chill or whatever, hockey, that's their culture. Hockey's mm-hmm. culture is like everybody that has ever played before you is better than you, Okay. You're nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't complain about shit. You're lucky you get to do this. Yep. Which is, I think, an idea that a lot of like, uh, like Europe, Eastern European, and like sure. foreign yep. people have. Yeah. Because hockey, although a lot of whites out there, yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. whites, lot, majority, yeah. so many different whites out yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different There's countries. Like the diversity yeah. of the countries that are in the yeah. NHL. A lot of them are like, you know, like Joker couldn't wait to get back to. What was that? Sambor, I, I believe, is the, the is town. The town in Serbia. Yeah. Their horse race is this weekend. Oh. So, like, his town is hosting the Serbian horse racing circuit this weekend. So, when he found out he couldn't go back till Friday, uh, I actually got to lay the track. <laughs> oh, it's not <laughs> I got to actually put the dirt in the track like that. And then, like, I would assume the way he grew up, and I guess this would just be generalizing a, a large portion of people, but from the videos I've seen and the things that we've heard and the things we've been told by people that know him, from the way he grew up and the people around him that grew up, like him getting paid the amount of money he's getting paid to play basketball, he is fucking probably mind-blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am yeah. just very thankful yep. to be here. Yeah. The NHL is like that. Yeah. The NHL yeah. is just like, you're lucky to be here almost. And I think there's always been good personalities. We've been very lucky to chat with a few of them, but it's not really a thing that they do. And that's why like the toughness is, has to be appreciated. The game has to be appreciated. The sport has to be appreciated as a whole, like the entirety of it. Whenever the refs are doing like actual makeup calls, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I fucked them over the last period. Had to, had to get yeah. you. Sorry right. about Gotta get yeah. one on you. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about it. Like that actually happens. And everybody's like, yeah, that's the NHL. Like that's just how it is. Because they don't have a lot of player personality. The game's got to carry it. And I feel like this year, the game did carry it. It was hard hitting. There yeah. was a lot of big time mm-hmm. shots. Yep. There was a lot of face washing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they try to get rid of fighting a little bit, like the goon position. So they everybody thought they were trying to make the NHL softer, which is, everybody's natural reaction with how all sports are happening, mm-hmm. right? Oh, exactly. Games getting softer, games getting yeah. softer, games getting softer. The way they're going to build the roster, you're not going to need a goon anymore. So that's pretty much going to take away the physicality of the sport naturally because one of the people's gigs is just to hit people not going to be there. And you have Tom Wilson, you have a couple other guys who are dogs mm-hmm. who are always going to hit people and they're very skilled, but a lot less of those people exist than people could imagine. So he thought they were going to take physicality out of the sport. This playoff run, it felt like people were getting body bagged like yeah. back in the Crushed. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. There were some big shots being delivered. Yeah. There was a lot of scrums happening, mm-hmm. a lot of fights happening. It was like hockey showed up this year. So I think it was the perfect year for you to become a hockey fan. And, and the biggest thing that I got out of watching all of this hockey this year is this is the, to me, this is the biggest team sport. Like, you can't be an individual guy in this game. You, you depending on each one of your teammates, if it's the pass or if it's to check somebody, however you need them to do, but it's not an individual sport. So I picked it up, and I, I, I love the way that the guys have to work together to make stuff happen. It's not just one guy. 
that can get shit done. That's why they have two assists in that sport. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Because there's so much going mm-hmm. on. And think about somebody just accidentally skating past that blue line <laughs> yeah. on a complete other side of the rink yep. before the puck gets in there. It has nothing to do with it. It's like, oh, you fucked us. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, can't do it at all. It's a beautiful sport. Well, and Pac-Man's like the epitome of what the NHL wants. Like, people <laughs> can find the games easier now, can actually watch the games. And, I mean, it took you, what, one game to be all in yeah. on hockey? Like, it is one of the greatest playoff runs. And if, obviously, we're an NFL show, I'll never put anything above the NFL. But the seven-game series, I just love in hockey specifically. Because they just, they become rivals immediately. Like, it feels like, granted, they have respect for each other. But it feels like Vegas and Florida, like, that'll be a new rivalry as long as those guys are around or at at least Kachuk and like Eichel, because you were mentioning yeah. the big hits, and Kachuk laid Eichel out of him. And then, and then, and then Kachuk got hit a bit. Yeah, yeah. he did. He so, had to so it has that middle finger fastball type effect, uh-huh. you know, like baseball has, yep. hockey has yeah, that. Gonna get you. It literally has everything that's like so old school because after all those shots mm-hmm. and everything that took place, I mean, there were so many punch to the head cross checks happening. So many in that series, like in the final, like I don't. I, that might have been the most I've seen, I think, in some time. And maybe it's because the way Sidney Crosby plays is just exactly so classy. Yeah. Sure, too sure. You know what I mean? He would never, no. he would never do it. But there seemed to be some real animosity. Now the Vegas Golden Knights were always seemingly above it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. always seemingly very mature. Like not going to get into it if there was a face or actually, Kachuk's last thing he did this season. <laughs> On ice. Yeah. The same day that they had to fucking stand him up mm-hmm. and tape his pads onto him and throw his ass onto the ice and say, like, yeah, we need you. You just did an interview and we need you. Good luck. We need you to go out there any place. The last thing he was doing, he was hitting his a guy around a ref mm-hmm. after the game ended with his stick. So reaching around a ref. Ref's like, come on, come on. Stop. Stop. He's like, yeah, one more. Boom. <laughs> Boom. And then after the series, Let's go shake their hands. Exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like so old school. Every Everything about hockey is like old school. It felt good to watch this playoff run. And I think the best part about it still to this day is obviously the Vegas Golden Knights, first time they've ever won it. So congrats to Vegas getting on Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's obviously not easy to do. It's been around a long time. First time winners, good for them. Boston had the greatest regular season. Yeah, they did. That's they did. right. Since 2005. I knew you were mm-hmm. going to fucking say that. Well, just, as yeah, we're reminiscing yeah. on this great hockey sure, season, yeah. sure. it's hard not to say, like, the regular season was dominated mm-hmm. in Boston. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Don't ever doubt that or forget that. You That's won't. Right. 2023 <laughs> NHL season dominated in the regular season. Yeah. yeah. Most wins in the Crosby. Boston yeah. fucking Bruins. Uh-huh. That's right. Hell yeah. Way to go. Let's not forget about that. No. Can't. You had Lordo out here, the whiskey cup, right. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get that. Obviously, he's got the, uh, yeah, the jersey got and the raft. Nice. Yeah, never. But you guys still did it. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, like watching it, you know, last night, Bruce Cassidy was the former Bruins coach before Jim Montgomery this year. So there was a little bit of a, you know, I'm very, I was happy for these guys, happy for Stoner, obviously, because we talked to him, Eichel, all those guys. Eichel also a mascot. But Bruce Cassidy, it was like sweet because he, you know, that's why he got fired from Boston, never won it, and then the first. First season with Vegas, he wins. Well, so his players cool. in Boston hated him. He was too hard of a coach. They ran him out of town. Well, we never won the cup. So if you don't win the cup in Boston, you, you do get run out of town. Well, maybe they yeah. could have his players just bought in. We're a little tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about Marshawn's that. But... licking faces, but can't do a couple extra wind sprints. Mm-hmm. Sounds like oh, we went it. to yeah, a is cup. That, is that what's going on? No, no. Is that what's going on? Sounds no. Like Vegas, the boys were like, let's go. Whatever you need. Well, yeah. Stoner told us, he's like, you know, we've actually kind of loosened up Butch a little bit. You know, he, yeah. he, was, he was real rough and tumble when he first got here, but. Being around the boys, being in the room, 
He's a completely new guy now. That's like whenever you get a, a class schedule in high school or junior high or whatever, and you see a teacher that everybody in the previous grade has told <laughs> you is a massive bitch. Sure. And it's like, well, she hasn't had me in class yet, right? right. She hasn't had us in class yep. yet. We can still... We can still navigate Change this, turn it around. We can still navigate this thing. Almost viewed it as a challenge. Vegas Golden Knights are like, hey, we've all been kicked out of the cities we're in. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're in this thing together. We don't need you coming in here. Just You know what I mean? That's right. You don't think Jack wants to win? They fucking told him to get out of Buffalo they, so quick. Oh, yeah. See off his chest. They said, hey, get the hell out of dude. Buffalo, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, cuz traded from Florida. Get yeah. the fuck out hey, of here. You're not good enough you know, to play here. You don't think he wants to win? Oh. All these guys booted off their teams pretty much. And now... You're here with us because you got booted out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Stack it up. Let's go ahead and win this thing. Let's yeah. win this thing. For each other. That's right. Freaking did. That's probably Stoner sitting them down, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stoner oh. looked a little stiff early. I'm, I'm excited to hear like what all Stoner's been battling through. That oh. Back to the point about the toughness. We're about to learn about injuries coming out of this yeah. old Knights team. Yeah. About who was playing with what. And obviously, Florida, the coach, tried his best to... Yeah, you guys don't even know. This guy had a broken ankle. Everyone's dying. This, yeah. this is what the coach had to say after the game, Paul Maurice, obviously, about what the Panthers were battling through just to get to last night's game. I'll share one with you. Aaron Eckblad broke his foot in the Boston series. He popped his shoulder out twice, passed a concussion cane test, tore his oblique, <laughs> then went up the ice the other night and drove the puck into the offense. There's only we tied the game and he scored tonight. So, I don't know. We have four broken bones. We've got three shoulders that are going to have to get taken care of. We've got oblique tears. It's not an excuse. Nah. Nah. Kind of. We don't need one. These guys earned the right. They gave everything they had. See, that's yeah. the type of shit there mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that you don't that hear from a lot of other sports. Right there. You know? so that's cool. like 1990 right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? All sports, I think. Yeah. Back in the day, whenever it was like, Hey, you have a concussion. Hey, don't get back out there. Yeah, shut mm-hmm. up. That was one of the things. Uh, you broke your arm? Sweet. We got some tape over here. Mm-hmm. We can kind of put it back into a... But what, how much worse could it get? You're already broke exactly. your arm. Right. It's broken. So fucking... We'll play. Keep Let's playing. Go. Let's go. Let's go figure it out. That was like old school. Yeah. Hockey still has that. Yeah. And I hope it always does because it's a part of the charm. Honestly, I've loved learning about these Panthers team. I've enjoyed watching the hell out of these Golden Knights team, mm-hmm. especially as like... That's what playoffs are for the NBA and the NHL. It's prime time, so you learn these stories. It's like naturally you're learning everybody's story whenever they're on TV every single evening. And congrats to TNT on great coverage. Yeah. yeah. Congrats to TNT on great coverage. Whole playoffs. Biz is a dog out there. He is. Mm-hmm. Biz is incredible for the game of hockey. Yep. They need to be doing as much as they can. It seems like they are. They they need to be putting Biz on every single camera they possibly yep. can. And I don't even think there's a chance that Biz will run out of material. The motherfucker's incredible. Yes. And then you got Gretzky telling actual just stories like he's drinking a beer with everybody. Exactly. You know? And I, I enjoy what Albert was able to accomplish on the mic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy to call those games and no. bring it. I think he did throughout the entire series alongside Eddie O. Jackie did an incredible job mm-hmm. over there. They should be very happy with the, play, the yeah. coverage. For sure. They did great. a great job. Yeah. All year, too. Like that, I feel like it did bring a lot more mm-hmm. eyes because of TND and ESPN. I think so, too. Yeah. And uh, let's pivot away from that. Because although we would like to just take this all in, and we will, third hour, we believe mm-hmm. old Stoner will be on here. So we'll have Baby Lordo back out and present. Yep. I assume it might be a little whiskey Coke in there later. Why? Uh, well, how'd it taste? Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah? Pretty good, yeah. What was the whiskey? What? Uh, I believe it was ammunition. Mm. Which is? I don't know. Sent to the office. Not bad, though. Okay, what yeah. A lot of people send a lot of whiskey. They do. Yeah. Everybody seemingly is in on a whiskey. Pretty wide. And I forget who... 
is each one. What's that? And we're very thankful for all of them. Yeah. Yep. It was delicious. Thanks, Luis. Good move uh, cleaning the top of Lordo out before putting it in Smart. there. Yeah, I told you that because remember, there there was a time where I grabbed Lordo and dumped like a Gatorade in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was eating the thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pivot away from hockey, which is a very exciting sport. Let's pivot away from the NBA, although we have Coach Malone joining us here in about an hour and ten minutes for the Denver Nuggets. One day before the parade that Joker's not necessarily thrilled is happening, but will be a blast. Mm -hmm. Of course. And let's let's turn to the sport that we'll be watching for the next... How many days on NFL season? Uh, 85 days. 85 days. Jeez Louise. Except for on the weekends when we're watching golf. That's right. So you can do some quick math there. Probably 60-some days. Maybe tennis. Where we're going to be watching. Maybe tennis, you're right. Maybe 58 days. (laughs) We're going to be watching this sport. Two finals, yeah. It involves lumber, Mm -hmm. a ball. That's right. A pitcher throwing that ball who's always trying to cheat. Mm -hmm. Of course. And then a stadium that's either there to say, fuck the ownership, or there to say, let's go win a title. Mm -hmm. Correct. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring in the voice of baseball. ESPN Insider, Stallion, Jet Passer. How are you, pal? Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing great. You you have football training camp, don't you? Like, isn't that starting up like next week? Dude, the OTAs just ended, and the only conversation is that Stephon Diggs is not practicing, but he's in the building, and McDermott's very concerned, and the Jets are taking a whole week off because life is good, and that's really what you got to fake talk about. Training camp's even worse, Jet. I mean, it is. (laughs) Training camp's even worse. Like, you know what? This three out of uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, might become Mm -hmm. a guy in the slot for, like, it is. (laughs) We used to get very excited for training camp. We used to be like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Football's back. What? And then we just realized it's just like a, a one-month process before like actuality shit. Yes. But I will say, training camp stories, much more in our wheelhouse than baseball, which mm-hmm. is why we bring you in. How's baseball doing this year? We had CC Sabathia on yep. uh, oh. like a week ago. He yep. is amazing. Unreal. They should be yeah. putting him He's on bad. a camera as much as possible. Oh, yeah. I don't know how He's much bad. they are. If they are, I know he did that MLB, uh, MLB clubhouse thing. How's baseball doing? New rules good for the game? Who's going to win it all? Like, Can you catch us up as we get dipped into your world all of a sudden here? Uh, new rules are great for the game. The game's actually going by, on average, it's about two and a half hours, Pat. It's not bad. I, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's not bad compared to, like, the three-plus that it was average last year. So Tinker. that's good. Uh, it, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place. I don't know if you realize. Yes, they are. Whoa. Lost so, the Cubs yesterday, though. Yes, they yeah, are. Yeah, we fucking relaxed for a day. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry about but if it. you if you if you look at the standings right now, Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place. Tampa Bay Rays are in first place. Baltimore Orioles right behind them. Uh, Texas Rangers are in first place. Minnesota's in first place. Mm. Atlanta's in first place. Uh, the Arizona Murray's... Diamondbacks are in first place. This is a very NFL like season huh? in that. The teams that you are not expecting to be good can be at the top of their divisions. Uh, you know, the teams that are spending money, the San Diego Padres, stink. What? New York Mets, stink. We don't like, like these teams that everybody thought, yeah, there you go, standings. It's not the teams that that's you would expect to be at the top right now. And that's why I think it's been a fascinating first half so far. Yeah, I agree. And those standings right there certainly tell a story. That's right. Raymond they do. They absolutely do. There's no way I could read that from where I'm standing. They're very small. But congrats <laughs> to everybody that's on those standings right there. I am pumped about it. I don't like the teams that aren't spending money or benefiting right now because this means in the future, what's it mean, Jet? 
It means that the teams are going to say, why do we need to have to go out and spend money in free agency if we can just win without doing it? Don't love it. Don't love that in any sport, okay? And I understand Moneyball was a thing there for a while. They made a fucking movie about it. Mm -hmm. Put Brad Pitt in it. It's like these teams are trying their best to explain to people that they don't have to pay players. They got Brad Pitt showcasing Mm -hmm. there or whatever. Mm -hmm. So now that Cohen comes into the league and this guy's spending all the money and then the guy doesn't even get into the league because World Baseball Classic and they're not in the Pirates Uh who, who literally I mean, there was a sell the team. I understand what's going on in Oakland, which we should certainly talk about and will talk about because yeah. that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is that, how many people have bought into something Crazy. to go do some, is fantastic. I dropped the bat. Don't drop the ball. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's all right. The Buckos, though, sell the team was like our kind of rally cry for a bit. Not we're not the first. We certainly won't be the last. But there was a shirt that said "Sell the team" that a kid actually wore. With the fucking owner of the Pirates, he, huh? And he smiles at it. And we're like, to our point, this doofus needs not be running this. And then all of a sudden, what, you bring Kutch back? Uh-huh. And then the team just goes on this insane run and they're good? Is he a good owner now? Are they trying to win? Are all these guys that are doing well getting traded out of town like classic Pittsburgh Pirates? Or is there a chance this team goes on a run yet? The National League Central's terrible. Okay. So I could... Absolutely mm. see the Pittsburgh Pirates winning the division. I could also see the Cincinnati Reds winning the division. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They got that wow. De La Cruz. Yeah, Ellie. That, yep. that De La Cruz guy who hits balls out of parks. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the the central, Both central divisions are just wide open right now. And in the American League, Minnesota's on top, but Cleveland could – make a run. The, the American League Central is a nightmare. It's a disaster. But the National League Central is interesting because the Reds are young. They were in Kansas City this week, so I got to see them. They have good energy, man. You know that thing that's really difficult to quantify sometimes or yes. to explain about a team where Tomorrow. you just know you feel something about a team when you're there. Like, this oh. is a good team. This Kirk they, they 6 to midnight right now. Oh, yeah. Jacked up. Kirk Herbstreit loves it. I don't know if you saw him and Rosenthal go into a knockdown drag out 10 to 15 rounder yeah. on Twitter that involved a couple different opinionated articles and numerous tweets. Fucking loved him showcasing how big of a Reds fan he is because he is diehard. He's going to love to hear that. You're talking about like camaraderie, like if a team likes each other, they're going to be better. I assume that helps in baseball as well. Or are you just talking about the energy of them knowing that they're going to be great? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think it's, you know, baseball's different than basketball or football because guys come up through the system together, right? Like you're down in the minor leagues grinding for years and you're trying to make the big leagues. In football, you get drafted onto a team. You know, you have a bunch of young guys who are together who start there and then can grow into something. But in baseball, you have guys who have been together for two, three, four, five sometimes years down in the minor leagues just trying to get to the big leagues. And when you have a team like Cincinnati that has all of these good young prospects, it reminds me a lot, Pat, of the Baltimore Orioles, who were horrendous, just a horseshit baseball team, (laughs) losing 105-plus games a year for like half a decade. And now they're one of the best teams in baseball because they rebuilt the right way. And the Cincinnati Reds have been going about it the same way. Last year, they were unwatchable at the beginning of the season and now they look like the team to, uh, to beat in the uh, in the national uh, league central oh, maybe already this year okay no. so oh. to, to the point we were just talking about before we started this direct conversation about the reds camaraderie their owner right said to the fans oh, yeah where are you gonna go mm-hmm. yeah. are you gonna be a fan of another yeah. team shut right. up 
<laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah. You, want me to sell, you want me to sell this team? The new owner is going to take this team. You know what they're going to do? Right out of town. Yep. See you later. So sit down, shut the fuck up, yep. and let us play baseball poorly. Okay? Pretty much what well, was opening day. It was opening day last year. Had red yeah, pants on. Put red pants on. And that wasn't exactly what he said. And if this is his first time listening to us do a show, that is how it was taken. Yeah, what, right. what you, that was how it was taken on the internet. No, from- that's that, that, Pat, that's pretty much what he said, though. Yeah. That is. And, and that's the, you know, that's the, that's the sad part about being a fan in 2023 it's that he's not necessarily wrong you don't say it but it's the, it's <laughs> yeah. the reality that every fan has to deal with in a smaller market because yeah. there is nothing in baseball that's compelling owners to go and spend money there is no salary cap there is no salary floor so they can go about doing whatever they want you just hope that you have ownership that is bought in and that is willing to go out and spend money and complement this young core that the Reds have built right now. I mean, that's the thing. The Orioles, they are not spending money. Uh, the Rays, they are not spending money. The Reds, they are not spending money. The Pirates, they are not spending well, money. Well, of course. We well, gave a $100 million contract to somebody. That's right. Oh, Brian yeah, Reynolds. that guy. 14 Brian years. Reynolds. Signed Brian Reynolds. Yeah. So get over it. Okay. Change your tune. About the Pittsburgh Pirates, remember? Okay, because we're we're good now. You just said it, not me. Okay, but you're saying Reds right now have a chance to go win a pip, uh, pennant. So it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reds yeah. have a chance. Reds have a chance to win the division. Uh, it, like it's it is. is I mean, pennant? the Brewers have no, lost. No, I think five in a row. Right the Brewer the Brewers just got swept AFC by the A's. Yeah. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to win a pennant. A pennant is the AFC Championship. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the NFC Championship. Yeah. Are they in the NFC or the AFC? They're in the NFC. NFC. So they're that would be an NFC Championship. They, they would be Eagles, yeah. Niners. Bingo. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> really, Niners have red on their jersey, just like the Reds. are the are the Reds gonna the Reds That's potentially true. win the NL or no? Who else is in the in the NFC? Fires. Uh Atlanta, the Dodgers. Yeah, why don't we why don't we scroll there? Now that Pat can actually read it. We got the Diamondbacks. They're they're young. Pat, you would like the Diamondbacks. They are, Arizona, they are a young, yeah. interesting mm-hmm. team full of guys who have played football in the past. Like Jake McCarthy, an outfielder there, was a big time football recruit. <laughs> They, they, they Diamondbacks. Speed. I think the owner's a West Virginia guy he too, is. isn't he? Yeah, he is. That's, That's literally right. the, That's he is him. the guy. Okay. The guy. He is yep. the guy. he is the West Virginia football team right now. Mm-hmm. His bank. Yeah. Go Diamondbacks. This guy's yeah. a dog. All right, let's go win one for yeah. the guy. Yeah. Uh, last question from me before Ty has some and all the boys because we, I mean, we have all come to the realization that we're going we're going to have to watch baseball. We want to yeah. watch people compete. Well, we're going to watch baseball. Yeah, we're going to see clips of baseball. Everywhere on our timeline. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's already happening, but, I mean, I don't know. You want to know the clip that I saw a lot of? Boy, that mm. Oakland Athletics owner is not well-liked by his fans. Uh-oh. And the reverse boycott is a fascinating awesome. thing. As soon as I learned about it, I thought to myself, this this is not a – this is – you're giving this person more money. Yeah. Why would you – I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to be creative mm-hmm. about what a boycott is, but you're just giving this fucking person money. It's not good. But then when they go in and they perform the way they perform, That's so yes, cool. They did. And the A's are winning games, obviously, yes. amongst this entire thing. But them getting full stadium sell the team chance, hell yeah. Them going completely silent, fifth inning, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love everything they're doing. If this is what the Oakland A's fans have always been, and they feel like they're getting bamboozled, and they just want to showcase to the world one last time, hey, this is our victory parade. 
This is how good of fans we've been. They fucked it up. That stadium's terrible, though. I, I don't it's know so how they're still the paying money the to go in there. They, right. they should pay people to go into that stadium. I played there like 10 years ago. It was the worst Trash. stadium that we were in. Brutal. I couldn't imagine what it is now. But that whole situation, can you explain it to me? Like I, Because I don't know how we got here and what is happening with the athletics. In 2000, Pat, the Oakland A's believed that the Oakland Coliseum was unfit for housing a major league baseball team. So this is something that goes back nearly a quarter century. They have been trying to move out of that stadium for 20 plus years at this point. They tried to go to San Jose, San Francisco Giants blocked that. They tried to go to Fremont, Uh, that didn't happen. And they've been trying to get a stadium in Oakland for the last 10 years and a deal just hasn't come together. And two years ago, they got permission from major league baseball to start looking for other relocation possibilities. And of course they went to Las Vegas because every professional sports franchise wants to go to Vegas these days. They see what the Knights do. They see what the Raiders have done in the stadium that they've gotten. And in April, the A's announced that they had uh, a binding agreement to purchase land in Las Vegas and move the team there. Now this was all contingent on getting funding to help out with the stadium. You know, public money, taxpayer money, government money being given to a billionaire, essentially, which is a whole nother story. But yesterday, of all days, the Nevada Senate pledged $380 million toward a baseball stadium that will be on the Las Vegas Strip. Same day, on that same exact day, 27,000 plus fans came out not just to watch their Oakland A's team that won its seventh consecutive game, but to yell again and again, inning after inning, sell the team, sell the team. And it, it was just a beautifully organic thing. And it reminded me a lot. This was pointed out on social media, so I'm not going to take credit for it. Oh. You know, we associate, no, you. No, we associate the Oakland A's with Moneyball, the movie, this was major league happening in real life. Pat. Seven straight wins as the team is trying to tank, as the team is looking to move out of town. It's like film coming to life and seeing Oakland, which has just been a terrible team this year, but which has had the Warriors taken away to San Francisco, the Raiders taken away to Las Vegas, and now losing its last professional franchise it's a sad story for a great sports town. And seeing those fans do what they did last night, I think it was a really cool thing for the fans to see the A's come back and a really cool thing for the A's players to see the support that they had from these people who have just been done dirty again and again through the years by the ownership there. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating. 23 years is a long time trying to get a new stadium. Mm -hmm. And it would make sense that 23 years ago, because that stadium sucked then. Mm -hmm. So, like, now that they're still there, I would assume the players don't love being Oakland A's either. No. No. You know what I mean? I would assume, whoa, 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 inside. One guy had to check his earpiece. Put it on the ticker, actually. Mm -hmm. Oakland A's players don't like being Oakland A's players. So I let's Jack let's Patrick. put it this way: there there are <laughs> there are some guys who, when they get no trade clauses, they have like partial no trade clauses. Almost everyone with a partial no trade clause has Oakland as one of the teams on it. <laughs> ah, yeah, hey, A's fans, you don't Think deserve any of this. No. Pat, the toilets there don't work. Oh, yeah, like, I know. They have plumbing problems. Yeah, the possum They've that lives in the thing. Problems. It's a terrible stadium. It should have been condemned years ago. Agreed. But Agreed. Agreed. That's, what, Agreed. that's what they got. And, and look, 
as bad as ownership there has been, and it's been really bad, um, you know, the politicians in Oakland haven't done a great job uh, yeah. of getting a stadium there either. Oakland. Like they're 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 finally scrambling now, saying we can get one done if someone wants to own the team and actually invest in it. We can have that happen, but. Yeah, the, the whole thing's just, it's sad. It's a, What do you know, local really, politics? Really <laughs> no, I'm just Connor, you, Connor said was... Oakland hasn't done, a, the local politicians haven't done a good job with, and before you could say handling it, he said Oakland as a whole. No, this guy no, took a shot no, at the entire it, city. No, I was taking a shot at the country. I, I, said, I don't think you have to just oh, point at Oakland. I think you can, all you can go broader. Uh, hey, yeah. Connor, 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 are you yeah. done bitching about not having any sports other than baseball yet, by the way? Oh! Oh! Jed, I have just begun, my friend. I'm going to be bitching until September 7th. <laughs> yep, can't wait. All you do, just a little bitch. Whoa! Oh! Oh! What the hell? Oh! Come on, Jed. Now I'm definitely not watching baseball. It's oh, I hope you're happy, pal. Jed. Huh? They're changing rules okay, to bring yeah. in fans, and now Jet's cutting them down Jet. one at a time. Pushing them away, and I was thinking about it, too. I was I, thinking I saw, about it. You were talking we about talking it. We talked about it earlier. Hey, you know what? I'm going to watch the Red Sox tonight. And guess what? Jet Pass called me a little bitch. You know, I'm never going to watch baseball again. Wow. Hope you're happy, Jet. Hope you sleep at night. Taking money out of the pockets of players. Yeah. Wow. wow. Ty has a question for you, Jet. You're worse than those politicians in Oakland. Yeah. That's right. Jeez uh, Louise, Jet. Hey, it is great to see you, though. It is great great to see you, Jet. Jet Happy to hear you still got the fastball, by the way. Uh, Ty has one for you. Jet, do you or have 10. any updates on uh, Aaron Judge's injury status? I think it said he had turf toe. And, like, you know, Yankees fans kind of joke about it tongue-in-cheek, but they literally cannot win when he doesn't play. Uh, he is their yeah. entire team, with the exception of Garrett Cole and maybe one or two other guys. So do you have any idea how long he's going to be out? And also, uh, when the fuck is Carlos Rodon going to pitch? Ever? You know, they give the guy $162 million, and he fucking hurts his back every other day. So what the hell is going on? And who's who would be a bigger disappointment if they don't make it a deep run in the playoffs this year, them or the Mets? Oh, I think the Mets, because the Mets, frankly, have invested like $475 million plus dollars in this team, and they can barely be five hundred. Like the the Mets the Mets and the Padres are clearly the two biggest disappointments in baseball this year. The fact that the Yankees are sort of you know, staying alive when playing Willie Calhoun and Jake Bowers yeah. and Isaiah Kyer Falefa. Billy now. McKinley. Oh. Yeah, Billy McKinley. I mean, it's wild. And you're right. Uh, like, without Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees will not win. It's as simple as that. Aaron Judge is the best hitter in the world right now. And every time he's out there on the field, he continues to prove it. And when he's out, it's a completely different team. And, it, you know, it's confusing because – nobody really knows when he's going to come back. You think it's a toe. It's just a toe. He should be fine. But Aaron Judge sometimes takes a little bit extra time to heal up. Uh, yeah, so Ferraris don't just go in for a standard oil change. No doubt. Okay. Hey, I, I listen, I, I'm, I'm not begrudging him at all. I would rather Aaron Judge not rush back and, and potentially re-injure himself because he is so integral to that team. Carlos Radon, I mean, he was out there throwing a, a live BP and hit Willie Calhoun, actually. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's out there doing live BPs, uh, the next step will be a rehab assignment, and he'll have to be down there and build up probably three starts at least. Um, but if Carlos Radon comes back healthy, tie and Garrett Cole pitches the way that he's been pitching, and 
you know, Herman's been good lately. Uh, they, they have rotation depth. They have starting pitching. Hell yeah. They just need a bat. And, uh, you know, the trades that they have made at the deadline in recent years to go out and get bats uh, have not turned out particularly well, whether it's Joey Gallo, Benintendi last year. Whoa. Uh, the Yankees, the Yankees, let's put it this way. I think the Yankees are very clearly – at best, the third best team in that division. They're calling Joey Gallo and no Woody. And I think the Orioles are better. They were. No Woody. They were, yeah. Joey Gallo can't fucking see the curveball right yeah. now, can't see the laces. That's right. Well, he didn't play for the Yankees anymore because he struck out every single time he was up. And then he went to the Dodgers and hit like eight homers in his first week with the team. And then did the Yeah, and now he's with, with twins. the Twins and having a great year. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, <laughs> uh, you guys just can't. Is, no, is guys, the tide turned against the Yankees? No, you guys, want to play guys, with the Yankees. Guys yeah. can't play under the bright lights. Aaron Hicks, another guy, is absolutely atrocious for the Yankees, goes to the Orioles and has just been blazing hot in his first, you know, five, six games with them. It's just the way it works. I thought he was in live. I thought. Didn't there was Hicks reports that yeah, that, that, was, that yeah. was a that was a meme account that said okay. he was leaving the Yankees to go pursue his his live golf dreams because he is oh. a good golfer. But wow, they, that's what I was thinking too. Like, what if Steph Curry and Clay put on a performance in this match? Okay. What if Steph's chipping Ooh. in all over the place and uh, Yasir hmm. Al, Al-, Al- Rumion? Yep, Yasir Al Rumion is like, you know, what we need we need Steph Curry. Offer him $3 billion mm-hmm. to come golf and live. Yeah, and bye Steph, bye Golden State. Steph Curry's be- been trending too. I don't know if you saw why. No, why? Uh, his wife like fake took off her wedding ring <gasps> and some dude carried like champagne glasses shirtless onto the stage. Oh, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, I, I, people are saying it's not okay. Could you imagine if mm. Steph did that? Exactly. Oh my Yeah, God. that's that's exactly what people were saying. Yeah. It's all right. They love each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's all it's well, all good. It's it's love. There's some reports before this happens <laughs> uh regarding the relationship and now that this was caught on, you know, live TV camera, a lot of people are saying no uh, way. No there's way. some relationships uh, are a while. They're yeah. married yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah, they you're right. Yeah, and they both, he was probably filming Holy yeah. Moly. Yeah. And they both hate low income housing. <laughs> All right, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole nother topic. Oh, yeah, I know, just uh, we're, we're listing things they both like. Yeah, there's a lot going on when you're at the, when you're at the top of the mountain. Well, there's a place. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. But if Steph did that, scumbag, worst guy would not win like a philanthropic award ever again, bro. Boom, yeah. like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award for charity. Bingo, would not have. No way. Do not. Did you see what he did? He embarrassed his wife on yeah. TV. Can't do Can't it. Have that. Pac-Man has a question for you, Jet. Jet, the Mets game the other day. This kid didn't even throw a fucking pitch. They put him out the game. <laughs> it's everybody cheating. What is this shit? <laughs> Tell me what it is. I didn't see no grease on his pants. He kept touching his hat. He looked at all the refs. They looked at his hand. They touched his hand. He go back to his teammates. They touch his hands. And they still kicked his ass out of the game. Is he cheating? Are they all cheating? <laughs> what is going on with this? Beck, I didn't even know you were here. That's a great question. Great Thank question. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm production. thankful you're here, Pac. Yeah. I was going to say, you are just Uso splashing off the top rope every time. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. Yep. Um, yeah, there's, listen, they've been cheating in baseball for 150 years now, trying to put all kinds of different substances on the ball, and that's not changing now. And it, clearly a 10-game suspension – is not necessarily deterrent enough to take a player from uh, using the sticky stuff. And he's the second Mets guy this year after Max Scherzer to do it. And uh, there's really no appeal to this. So he will serve a 10-game suspension. I don't know what was on his fingers. Uh, You know, the issue I have here, there's no great solution to this, but it's such a subjective thing. 
if an umpire touches your hands and you're a pitcher and he thinks they feel too sticky, he will run you from the game and you get suspended for 10 games and there's no objective way to measure how sticky it is, what it's like. Like there's no good solution to this right now. Major League Baseball, like what if it's how you sweat? They could be. Mm-hmm. This could is be. like the, so. Whenever the NFL was trying to put in, like, do uh, you sweat sticky? You don't know. I don't. Some you don't know do. me. Yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't, some days. You don't know. I don't personally, sticky. but geez, I'm not judging anybody. That does. I had oh, syrup. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Jet. Milking cows. Slow down. Hold on. Is sweating sticky a thing? Yeah. You tell me. I, yeah, if it's uh, humid. I don't know. You, it's a big Canadian thing because they eat a lot of maple syrup. So, like yeah. in the NFL, uh, the NFL was trying to put bingo. That is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, they were trying to put in uh, HGH testing. In the NFLPA, was like, well, what's the baseline? Right. You're going to baseline just a bunch of regular-ass motherfuckers mm-hmm. uh, versus NFL guys? And that was the fight for, like, two years. Like, what's the baseline? We don't have a baseline. Then they start – I don't – we never heard a final answer for that. Nope. And then they just started drawing blood for HGH testing, and nobody ever failed. Okay. So it was like – it felt like the NFL was like, we just have to fucking at least act like we're testing for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And yeah, all right, deal. All right, you can draw blood from guys, I guess, same day at games and everything like that. They're not going to be happy, <laughs> yeah. but we don't have to do it, so fuck them. What if there was a standard – is there a standard on how a hand's supposed to feel? Like, what if somebody does naturally sweat a little bit more sticky? Like, when it's human out in the atmosphere, it's already fairly saturated, making it difficult for the sweat from your body to evaporate. Since that sweat cannot evaporate, it tends to cling onto the body, giving you that overall sticky feeling. Yeah, because people, like, lick their fingers, you know, to get them a little bit stickier, like... I wonder if there's been a player that has been like, I'm naturally more sticky, sticky than everybody else. Sorry. How, how do they get to this point? It, how, how does it even get to this point, Jed? I, you know what I mean? Is it ref discretion? Or what? <laughs> yeah. How's it, how do we get there? I just want to know if somebody were naturally more sticky than other people. Is that something you would admit to? Do you say that out loud, Matt? Maybe. Well, if I was going to get kicked out of a fucking game yeah, yeah. before I even threw a pitch, I'd be like, yo, I'm super sticky. Sorry. <laughs> Sue me. Yes, yeah, I think CeCe said he was a natural sweater, and then with the uh, rosin? No, yeah. the rosin. Yeah, he never yeah, yeah. used the rosin, though, he said. No, what was the other stuff? He said he used something. With it, it, maybe it wasn't the rosin. The he, bag? He had That's uh, rosin. rosin. I oh. thought he said just his sweat. Yeah, he, I think he said, I'm always sweating. I remember That's him crazy. saying that. But he, he said that his I, I hand he, was a little bit... I thought it was the rosin. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought it was sweat and rosin. Yeah. yeah just, what would you use, Jed, if you had to do it? You bopping in there? Spider tack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kidding? That's illegal, Jed. I'd use, the, I'd use the good shit if I was going to. CC said he was pissed off because the guy that created it is like a friend of his and yeah. didn't tell him about it. And it's like, could you imagine CC Sabathia with that stuff? Oh, his slider. He's a player, huh? CC was a guy? He's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Didn't Joe, uh, what's his name, Girardi? Yeah. He said, he started crying mm-hmm. on this clip that I saw, and he was like, if there was ever a big game, I wanted the ball in CC Sabathia's hand. Mm-hmm. And then he listened to CC Sabathia, and when Joe would try to take him out, he'd say, there ain't a motherfucker in that bullpen that should have this ball other than Mo. M- Mo. Marion Rivera. Mm-hmm. And then see you later or whatever. So CC stays in there. It was like, I, didn't, I was learning about him during the conversation. I'm like, I fucking love this guy. How many of those guys are in the, in the majors? There's a lot of great dudes, it seems like, in the majors that we never know about. Uh, I mean, CeCe, you know, he's a fascinating story. He's from Oakland, actually. So he grew up playing ball in Oakland, came up with Cleveland at 20 years old. And, uh, I mean, he he almost lost his career to substance abuse. Like, he had a drinking problem Booze for a while. Yeah. Got, got, go yeah, got, got sober, got sober, uh, lost weight, came back, pitched into his late 30s. Like, he was a dog. Like, oh, yeah. 
Pat McAfee certified oh, dog. Yeah. He yeah. would go out there and yeah. throw and throw and throw. And even when his stuff wasn't good at the end of his career, he was a grinder. And the the guy you love to see, you know he's going to succeed at whatever he does. He's one of those guys. Yeah, we loved him. All right. Mm-hmm. Just like we love you, we appreciate you. Let's enjoy baseball season. Here yeah. we go. You're the man, ladies and gentlemen. Let's. Jet Pat. Let's. Let's. What do we say? We shall. Why not? Shall we? Hey, Connor. Yeah. Are we going to enjoy this shit? Yeah, yeah, you know what, Jet? We are going to. Wow, sound like a little shit. bitch Thank just flopping Connor. like that. Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen, Jet Passer. Kind of came after you a little bit. He did. Yeah, he did. I mean, he always does. You got to expect that on the Jet Circle. But yeah, I will give baseball a try. I did three weeks ago, and I, boy, I fucking hated it. But we'll try again now. Maybe it's time that there's no NBA in anything. Yeah, watch the clips. Watch the clips. Watch the clips. Clips are good. It's a good clip show. Clip show. Hey, speaking of clip show, uh, I just read a clip um, about a. NFL player gambling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, can you FaceTime Florio? I just texted him. He said he's good. Again? Big, this, this is, yeah. This, this is, is big. Yeah. It came through while Jet was talking there. What? And I had to check it out. Uh, NFL player reportedly has lost $8 million gambling on sports last year. Uh, that's not good. So I don't know how they have that information, first of all. And then what is that information? And what does that mean for all of this? Did that person bet on NFL games as well? Is that person getting suspended? Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, founder of Pro Football Talk of NBC Sports, a man who's been covering the NFL for a long time. Howie said he's top five conspiracy theorists around the NFL in the history of it. Mm-hmm. Paisano, author, father of mine, available now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Florio. Yeah, Florio. Paisano. What's up, guys? Hey. You know, the problem with being top five anything, that means you're number five. Now, you're top five, you're number five. So now, I still got some work to do to get to number one. No, no, no. I think he was thinking in no particular order. He would just throw you into the pantheon mm-hmm. of conspiracy theorists in the NFL's history. But that is not what this is about. What this is about is great West Virginia polo. Yeah. Come on here. Trust the climb. Hey, we're beating, Pe- we're beating Penn State week one in Happy yes, Valley. Sir. By the way, definitely. I think we got a shot, actually. Okay. I'm not ready to sign on to that. <laughs> yeah. We got the best offensive line. Thanks, Mike. Boom. Not the best. Our offensive line is the highest paid in the in college football. Yeah, wow. by the Diamondback, Diamondbacks owner, who is currently number one in the NL West. NL yeah. West. All things are looking up for Garrett Green. GG too. He's going to be a dog. Yeah. Anyways, Who's great polo, great jersey. Let's dive into this. I believe it was your report. I was kind of scanning through it while we were talking a little bit of baseball there. The report inevitably says uh, NFL player has lost $8 million from gambling in 2022 via Pro Football Talk by way of John McCain, mm-hmm. uh, obviously formerly of the Houston Chronicle, Chronicle. I do believe. Yep. Uh, Florio, what does this mean? Was this game, How do they know this information? Who is like kind of finding that out? And was this on one of the guys who's getting suspended by the NFL for gambling? Well, let me tell you how this all came up. I was talking to somebody within the broader NFL hierarchy about this today, because the real question is, why does the NFL allow players to gamble on anything sports related? If you're a non-player, you can't gamble on any sport. NFL, obviously. Or you're talking coaches, front office people. Anybody who doesn't put on a uniform. In the NFL. From, right. If you're employed by the league or a team, you can't bet on anything, anytime, any place, legal or not. But players, players can. Mm. They can bet on non-NFL games or events mm. if they're not at work. Mm. And I don't think they do a very good job of educating the players where that line is. You can stand outside the facility, Colts facility. You're an employee of the Colts. You can stand outside the front door. You can pull up your phone. 
You can dial up the DraftKings, the FanDuel, the BetMGM, and you can make a bet. You walk inside, you can't do it. It's a threat to the integrity of the game they once the you walk way. inside. They, they the guy on the street, it's okay. Yeah. Make that make sense, Pat. Yeah. How does that right. make sense? Well, it doesn't. Also, the hotel and away games. and yeah. then Because oh. right. like at the facility you're talking about, they still own the fucking parking lot. Right. So they're going to talk about that. You would technically technicality here go outside the gate onto the street and do it there but away game like if you're on the street of your hotel right like you're not on hotel property so so like that was kind of a thing that we were very fascinated by about that whole thing but and also it is interesting and i saw what sim said on your show i read it where he was like well he thinks that this is potentially the sports books telling the nfl because they are in partnership with each other obviously there's a lot of money to be made together they all understand that that they think like keep the young guys that have millions of dollars available please allow them to continue to gamble and i guess I guess that is potentially something that could take place. But then whenever you learn of a guy losing $8 million, who tells you that? Is that somebody from – does the league know that somebody lost $8 million? Does the sports book know that a guy lost $8 million? Is this normal? What are you hearing from that whole aspect? The sports books know everything. We already know that. That's how the NFL is finding out that guys are violating the policy. The sports books are basically ratting out the players. And mm. in some states they have to. The gaming commission has rules and regulations about who is and who isn't betting and if you're tied to a team if you're doing it they supply the information etc cetera, etc cetera. but that's the bottom line that's how the nfl is finding all this out this came up because i was talking to somebody who is in a position to know this kind of stuff and i trotted out the sims conspiracy theory he's trying to get one of the spots in the top five as well that the sports books want the nfl to let the whales keep betting because who better than a guy in his early 20s mid-20s, late-20s, even 30s, with a ton of disposable income. Yeah. And a competitive... that, that needs yeah. a little juice, a little action. This is fun. Everybody's doing it. The ads are everywhere. Yeah, you want a guy like that to bet, Pat. You want a guy like that at the table. You don't want to push him away. So that's how I found this out. I was telling somebody about the fear, and it's like, wow, you know, somebody lost $8 million last year. A guy in our league lost $8 million last year. Now, I don't know if it was legal, uh, legally or illegally wagered. I assume it was through legal betting in the right place, proper time. But the bottom line is somebody lost $8 million last year wagering on sports. So it just shows you that, that this is a problem. This is prevalent, and a lot of guys are doing it. And I don't know if there's anybody else in that magnitude of losses, wow. but if you total it all up over 2,000 players, it's going to be a lot of money. Yeah. That is flowing from the players to the sports book. I've seen a couple million kind of just swing hands in Booray yep. and in mm. Cornhole. What? You know, so I would assume if you could potentially get on an app and make some gambles. Now they're all regulated legally, so the amount of that you can bet in a jumping bet, I think, would be certain uh, certainly something. And to kind, of, I don't want to knock off Chris Sims's conspiracy theory here too early, but if the sports books are the ones ratting out the players to the NFL then they wouldn't be the ones that would just be wanting them to be in there. No. think, right? But they have to. I think right from a regulatory standpoint, I think they have to. If they have that information, because we all are carrying around Big Brother, this is the thing that's ratting us out. This is the thing that's betraying us. Isaiah Rogers seemed to think it was good enough, based on the reports, to, to have an account in someone else's name. Mm. This is the thing that's ratting you out. This is the thing that is pr- the pings from the mm. phone to the apps. There's and no, I think there's the no way, folks there's, have to do it. There's no other way you can bet it, though. So you're going to get ratted out anyway. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the whole, you know, because they've been using towers pings on phones forever yeah. and all yeah. whatever. Long time. But now with actual sports gambling, you have to geolocate 
when you're logging in. Like, it actually tells you at the bottom, hey, we are currently tracking where you are, just like on the Google map or the Apple map where you're the little blue dot. They're doing the exact same thing. I would assume and hope that the NFL will let guys know that, that they know exactly where you're gambling at. But it is a slippery slope, it does sound like. Speaking of slippery slope, you'd be the guy that would know all about this particular one because dad being a bookie running with the mob a little bit over there in Wheeling, West Virginia, has led to a book that you wrote called Father. That's available now? Available Amazon ebook four ninety nine print edition thirteen seventy nine. Go. go to Amazon now. You can get it in time for your own father for Father's Day weekend. Well, congratulations on the successful launch of that, and you are a great person to talk about this whole thing because I believe in the article that you wrote on Pro Football Talk, which you own and founded. You said uh, one thing my dad kind of showed me as a kid, as a bookie, was like, you can never win. Like you will never win. And now there's been stories, obviously, of a few professional handicappers who have won over the span of their entire life and made careers out of it. Most of them ended up in jail somehow because of some sort of inside information and everything like that. But a lot more people, I think, end up not winning is what you were trying to say to the world and maybe something to think about as we dive into this next generation. The three things he told me, the three words, you can't win and I have no desire to try. And look, I walked into a casino for the first time when I was 20 years old in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. I walked in, I looked around, and I saw how nice it was. And it occurred to me, all that money is coming from all the suckers that have been in here before me. Whoa! You treat it, hey, you treat it as education, not educational, but entertainment money and educational too. If you, but you got to be responsible with it. You carve off what you're willing to lose, and that's that. You're not going to make money from it. You're going to lose over the long haul. And as we know, $8 million, I'm told, reliably, and there's plenty of other people out there losing a lot of money, and you, that, that's the problem, and the, the NFL's making a lot of money off of it, too. So it's it's hypocritical at some level, and it's a problem the league's got to deal with. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a trillion-dollar business everybody's thinking there at some point. You know what I mean? Like, down the road, there's a potential. The amount of money that's going to come through the sports books is going to be absurd. Only in 22 states right now. We assume there's going to be about 40, probably 40 Mm -hmm. to 5, that'll end up agreeing to it. So there's still a lot of growth, a lot of time to uh, learn. Uh, Before we let you go, and we can't thank you enough for joining us, Connor just reminded me, what are you hearing about Saquon, huh? And not only Saquon, but Stephon Diggs as well. And I know those are two very complicated situations probably but if you give us a quick little thing for us to bite on and chew on for the next couple hours we we'd be very grateful please for it. We'd be very i just grateful. got a text from one of my writers that Diggs is back at practice so okay here we big. go all right Diggs is back problem, with josh all, but at least they found a way to get him to come back whatever he was upset about yesterday he's he's not upset enough to be back and he's right next to josh yeah which is a big deal because there's good. a lot of internet stuff going on about josh mm-hmm. and stefan maybe being on the outs with each other because he owned it took responsibility as a leader should right mm-hmm. and would you would hope a, he said I, I could be better as well and then he overstated how much he fucking loved him mm-hmm. as a message to him so hopefully it was just a disagreement von miller said it's not that serious i think 10 times That's in good. his right. press conference it's not that serious he's back there good for the buffalo bills, for bills. okay what are you hearing about saquon mike well look we, we hear about guys who stay away from mandatory minicamp and there's a difference between the guys who are under contract and the guys who aren't under contract saquon barkley josh jacobs aren't under contract franchise tag that they haven't accepted yet so they're no more an employee of their teams than we are until they sign until they accept the tender they're not doing anything that would subject them to a fine. They're not breaking their contract. But they have until July 17. That's the key date for anyone with a franchise tag. And, Pat, you were franchise tagged once. You know how this goes. Oh, yeah, buddy. period of time, right? Once or more than once? Once, 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 Once? one time, yep. Okay. So you got until the middle of July to do a long-term deal. 
After that, it's only a one-year deal that you can do. But that's when Barkley or Jacobs or any other guys out there like Evan Ingram, Tony Pollard are going to get a long-term deal or they're not. And Saquon's trying to get a fair long-term deal. And what they do is you take the amount the guy's going to make this year, $10.1 million fully guaranteed. You look at next year, 20% raise. You package it together. It's $22.22 million fully guaranteed for Barkley over two years. That's a given. That's a no-brainer. That's the starting point. How much more do you do beyond that? How much more per year is he going to make over about $11 million or so? How much more guarantees are going to be? That's what they need to figure out. And I, I credit Saquon for calling out the Giants for leaking this idea that he was being greedy. Because they kind of did that to Eli Manning a few years ago. When Eli Manning was getting toward the franchise tag and negotiating a long-term deal, somebody leaked that he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Well, the way the numbers worked under the franchise tag, yeah, he would have been. Because the market at that point was kind of stagnant. So yeah, technically he'd be the highest paid player in the NFL. But it made him look unreasonable. It made him look greedy. And it all traced back to the Giants. And Barkley saw that going on with him. And to his credit, he called it out. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to reset the market, he said. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to be compensated fairly, respectfully. What does that mean? Could mean two different things for a lot of people. Hopefully by July 17th, they get it done. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. Good luck Great with the book. Father of mine. Happy Father's Day, too. First Father Day for you. Hey, you as well, pal. Thank you, man. Hey, your bookie dad would be very proud, you know, of the Italian fuck you've become. We'll see. All right. <laughs> I'll meet up with him one of these days. We'll see what he says. Hey, yeah, I think you'll say you've done good, kid. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Florio. Hey, and he's obviously, he has participated in a load Stanley Cup championship party. Yeah, yeah. yes. A big yeah. one. Actual family member has won the Stanley yep. Cup very recently. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Very, very recently. It is actually his Twitter photo mm-hmm. right now. It's him pouring Lordo into Jack Johnson's mouth, mm-hmm. having a nice beer over there in Ohio. What? Avid hockey watcher. Yep. I wonder what his big mm-hmm. takeaway is, but he's a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion. What? He's a Ryder Cup winner, but not a champion there. Mm-hmm. He is the current champion of Ohio, which is basically the president of Ohio. Oh, yeah. So, Congrats to Mr. President mm-hmm. on another great hockey season. Yep. AJ Hawk. Mr. President, Mr. President, what are your thoughts on old Stoner and the boys getting a job done last night? I tell you what, it's uh how often do we see blowouts like that in elimination games to win everything? Yeah, I thought it, it was gonna be much? I thought it was gonna be a KG affair, a little scrappy, but when Stoner got rolling early, yeah. and they were just pumping pucks on that thing. Yeah. It was just like yep. they because Nick said it yesterday on the show. Nick said Bobrovsky, the goalie for the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. throughout this playoff run has been standing on his fucking head. Unreal. There's an America's Got Talent Act where two guys actually stand on each other's head. Yes. That is what Bobrovsky was doing for the Florida Panthers. And if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, your goalie has to do that. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hill has done that numerous yes. times yes. for the Vegas Golden Knights. But during the finals here, Bobrovsky has looked, what'd you say? Pedestrian. I yeah. believe that's how you described it. Yeah, and it's it's almost it's like an insult, kind of. But like, I didn't mean it to be because he's played so good coming into there. Now he's just kind of playing average, and it just wasn't enough anymore. Yeah. So whenever that happens, Nick's not the only one who notices that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Vegas Golden Knights are like, hey, everything's going on the net. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We might steal one. You know what I mean? There's there's with Keep the way shoot. things are going right now, we might fucking steal one. And Jack Eichel almost did. Yeah. And then the Barbashev yeah, uh, came in and yep. pop. Yep. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they, they were just pumping pucks on net. And I think I think any of us that know hockey, mm-hmm. all we've ever said is, hey, listen, skates on ice, pucks, pucks on, on net. net. Bingo. That's all we need. You go to a hockey game, 
all most people are saying around you, shoot, yeah. shoot, <laughs> shoot. Getting yeah, pissed put, off. Everyone's pissed off, too. They're super pissed when they don't shoot. Shoot the fucking, shoot, shoot. <laughs> it's like Vegas last night just did it. Yeah. yeah. And then they score nine mm-hmm. all of a sudden. It's like now me as fan who has screamed shoot so many times in an arena watching Pittsburgh Penguins, I feel like, yeah, they just proved that I was right this entire time because they were shooting from fucking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Every angle they were doing and taking advantage of Bobrovsky potentially being a little bit in his own head, but also them not having Kachuk. And we talked about this in the first hour, AJ. People that are new to hockey don't know this. The the injuries that are about to come out about the Florida Panthers team and this Vegas Golden Knights team, the injuries for the Vegas Golden Knights probably won't come out until after their parade. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the boys are like, hey, let's not ruin. Right. Okay. Not yet. Exactly. I'm going to do the parade at least. Mm-hmm. No, let's get me to there. But once these injuries start coming out, it's like I think respect is gained at a whole new level for these hockey guys. What a hell of a year. What a hell of a run. Can't wait to see all of the injuries that have taken place. Well, I mean, yeah, they're just a whole league of, of throwback players, it feels like. I know, I, I mean, I just remember old buddy who died on the ice and tried to come back. Where, when, when was it? When did that happen? He had a heart situation and he was announced dead and he tried to get back in the game. Yeah, well, hit puck. Didn't that happen? You're talking about like the. the uh, I don't know if he got hit or what, what three or four years ago, Bronger. five years, six years ago. Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. A dude had like cardiac arrest. They pulled him off the side and he, they said that when he. When he kind of came to, when they kind of got him stable, he was trying to get back in the game. Yeah, I think you're talking about Rich Peverly down in Dallas, but it's happened a couple of times. You guys mentioned Chris Pronger. It's happened to him as well. Um, yeah. Rich Peverly has heart Jack was playing there. Jack was playing against I was watching the game because I think it's against the Jackets. Okay, he has heart stop on bench. He was just sitting there? Can we scroll down? Yeah, he took a shift, came back to the bench, sat down on the bench, and then passed out, kind of keeled over on the bench, and uh, they resuscitated him there. Peverly's heart stopped briefly during Monday's game, which was immediately postponed and will be made up at a later date if necessary. While on the bench in the first round, Peverly appears to have gone into cardiac arrest. In a video below, you can see the reaction of the athletic trainer. Stars players reacted properly by getting the hell out of the way. Calling for referees, stop the game! This guy's dead! Yeah. You imagine? That would be oh, it. nuts. But, Anastine, but yeah, to your point, I mean, Jack Eichel was certainly knocked unconscious on that hit from Kachuk. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. He was stumbling. He had whatever happened. And then third period comes back out, has a fucking goal. Yeah. Kachuk, same thing. The guy, they... They lifted him. They this way it was described. We had to stand him up for Game Four, tape his pads on him, mm-hmm. put the sweater on him, put his shorts on, put the skates on, and then we just kind of dumped them out onto the ice. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what was said. And then he he played a game, scored a goal, I think. Yeah. Started a couple fights, and then for Game Five they're like, we all decided that this is not a good look. Yeah, we but- we had to put. We actually had four people had to stand him up. He mm-hmm. couldn't even use his legs. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not tonight. Carry him onto the ice. But that's like the hockey thing, and it's a, it's a fucking beautiful part of the game. Even that dude in the first round against the Golden Knights for the Winnipeg Jets. Like, it's not the same thing, but, like, the fucking guy had to get, like, 75 stitches and oh, then yeah. came back. He missed, like, one shift and came back and played a me- 75 stitches. Like, yeah. most people, you get 75 stitches. Like I mean, You're telling a story forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah and forever. you're probably in the hospital, like, on bed rest for weeks. 75 stitches is so Fucking many. He was in the face too. Like, eye, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. right around his eyes. He's like, "Come on, quick, hurry it up!" Like, damn, that's one. <laughs> fucking keeps bleeding. What do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. He's always three. Four. Hey, imagine if you talk to. I bet some. So I bet many. old school hockey guys too probably think, "Oh, these guys don't know what tough is." Like the guys from For the eighties. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're wearing helmets. That's well, bullshit. So we yeah. actually talked about right. that because they changed the goon rule pretty much. They almost made yeah. it like impossible to have a goon on the roster with the way salary cap set up and what the game was and what the penalties were going to be. So I think a lot of the old school hockey people. We're like, game's getting soft, game's getting soft. It's like this playoff series, 
There's a bunch of dogs out there. Yeah. We appreciate them. And congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers making it all the way. We'll talk to Stoner in about an hour and ten minutes. Speaking of guys being tough, a new trailer has been released for a series called Quarterback, mm-hmm. which is Omaha Productions and NFL Films coming together to document three quarterbacks as if it was like a reality show, behind the scenes, full capture, kind of displaying what it would be like to be a quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, who won the Super Bowl, is being documented. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Kirk Cousins, who had obviously the best year he's had in a long, long time while battling through some things, is in there. And Marcus Mariota, who obviously we all know the name of, but I think he got like cut or released on his yeah. birthday. Yeah, his birthday. Mm-hmm. On like his birthday, I think, happened. And they're filming everything all season long. And they released the first trailer. It'll be, it's going to be on Netflix July 12th, I believe. Sick. Hey. Hey. Gonna be good. Peyton runs yeah. obviously Omaha. Peyton, yeah. Peyton, the Mannings yeah. own that thing. Yeah, this is a fucking good one. Home run. This is gonna be, I think, very well received because you know, global is what the Netflix audience is. Yeah, that's why like the F one thing did so well because everybody got to know all the drivers and it's a global thing. Here we go. Whenever you talk about the full swing with the golf, mm-hmm. global thing. Here we go. People that aren't NFL fans somehow, which are out there. Oh yeah. Which, what are you doing, bro? Just watch. What, just, what are we? It's the best. What are we going to do? Them watching this, I think, is going to make them respect the players that are at the top of the game, respect the grind, respect everything about it. And here is the trailer from Netflix and from NFL Films and from Omaha, ultimately, who owns the project. We are pumped for July 12th. Yes. Here's a sneak peek, they said. Let's go upstairs now and read, okay? Why does the NFL have so many rules against hitting quarterbacks? It's special. A quarterback throwing a pass is wide open for dangerous hits. An injury to the quarterback can sink a team's entire season. I'm gonna take you out of here. No, hell no. I'm good. This is about as close as they'll ever get to seeing what it's like to be a quarterback in this league. I dedicate my life to football. All day, all day. I love to compete. I love the relationships that come with that. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. He's four. He's down. Oh, I would have gotten up. Everybody sees the game days, but they don't see the day-to-day grind. Every season's a roller coaster. Hey, you get one opportunity a week. Marcus will keep it and score. Let's go! It's really nice to get him away from football and spend time with our family. Oh my gosh, he made it the first try. How many did y'all make? I can do that one. Just kind of a basic guy. We dad style. If ever I do go out of my shell, it seems to become a thing. Let's go. This was the turducken. Get one game plan one game, then a completely different game plan the next. That's a good ass hit though. Great play, dog. I know what I signed up for. You just got to be able to buck with your chin strap up. I'm here all day. I'm here all day. I'm here all day. Jeez. My instinct has always been I'm going to be the guy to make the play. And I think that kind of gets me in trouble. <laughs> Let's go and find a way to drag around across the finish line. <laughs> Mahomes is in trouble, scrambling to his right. I said, wait. 
gets off the hip, and now fires it late, I'm like that. <laughs> Oh, dude, that last guy there wins the Super Bowl while they're filming it all. Let's go. How awesome was that, AJ? That's going to be pretty sweet. All the access, the player, like they're Mm -hmm. in in meeting rooms, in their houses. Like that's what makes it cool. We get to see these people as humans and then also on the field as aliens that just seem to operate at a different level. This is awesome. Yeah. And the fact that Pat wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I believe there was reports that potentially Jalen was asked as well. Uh If they would have had Jalen in there as well. And they have both them get to the Super Bowl. Then Kirk Cousins has like, you know, his year. Yeah, great year. And then the Mariota thing happens to him. It's like the series covers basically every fucking yep. yeah. part yep. of yep. it all. So I guess the only thing that isn't there is Jalen or another one of these younger guys, but that's season two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's season yeah. two with how awesome this thing's gonna be. I love it. I would love to see Joe Burrow on there. You know, that that yep. that fits um something that I think he will be interested in because he have that flair about himself. But that was really good, man. You get to dive into the player, players and the person, not just the on-the-field stuff. And you get to see all the stuff that go into a Sunday. It's it's a long grind. Everybody think you just get there Sunday and play. It ain't, it's everything you do before Sunday. How about Kirk? Did we score? Yeah. No. Uh, down to oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to up. Yeah. You know? He took a shot on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they got, a mic- they got them all mic'd up. Obviously, yeah. NFL Films has everybody mic'd up at all times. But them being in partner with Peyton doing mm-hmm. this, could anybody else have got it done? I don't think so. No way. Because yeah. like that amount of access, everybody's like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot. We see a lot of people. The teams have to agree to it as well. Like, the oh, teams yeah. have to be on board. Everybody does. And imagine, like, the thousands of hours of footage you have to edit to get to make even a trailer like that. I if fucking were, loved it. If it wasn't yeah. Peyton, I don't think it'd get done because they – Pretty much, they respect Peyton and knowing that they nothing is going to get out that can affect the game. Sure, yeah, because well, Peyton is a big hey. Let's yeah. not right. hurt the team. Hey. Yeah, you know what I mean, let's not yeah, hurt. Peyton the would team. not. You think Peyton would have done this when he played? You think you would have let him give him all this access? That's a great question. No, no that chance. Is a, that is a great question that I assume he was asked. But Mahomes, like, because they had Mahomes and they won the Super Bowl, now it's. Hey, this doesn't matter. Like, we just did this in the first season ever, and the guy that we filmed won the Super Bowl. So if you think that there's something that, you know, might get affected because of it, it's not. because It's you. It's we, not us. Yeah, we had Mahomes. So. It's like Hard Knocks, you know, the Hard Knocks curse, exactly. whatever. Yes. Yeah. So them having the first season. Boom. The guy go win the Super Bowl, it's like, nah, nah. It's more so. You guys suck. That's on you. Yeah. yeah. That's not on us out here. We've proven it already. Well, and with, like, Hard Knocks, you know, like, those guys hate that, and that's, that's training camp. You know, like, this is them – Throughout the entire regular yep. mm-hmm. season and the playoffs, having a film crew in the buildings. Like, I know the Hard Knocks in season kind of did that, but every team they've picked so far has absolutely stunk during that year. Like, that is kind of a, like, the, the, the amount of trust that they have to show. And I think yeah. it just underscores, like, hey, if, if Peyton's not the one executive producing and kind of behind this, like, I don't think this is getting made. Would be sweet if they really do dive into, like, the therapy that people have to go through. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I saw him in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw him in the room there, and mm-hmm. I guess with how much time it takes, it wouldn't be easy to showcase or display. But just one 5 a.m. start of rehab. Yeah. Because you got a meeting at 7 or whatever, and then you got to do that. And that's on a Thursday or on a Wednesday, week 15, you know? Like, Every these day. guys are dead fucking tired, yeah. late in the season. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? Oh, I got to go in at 5 a.m., and they're going to stretch this partially torn ligament I have. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt like hell. For so hours. I'm going to get five hours of sleep right here, 
And what am I waking up when I wake up when an alarm goes off? What am I doing? I'm going into some of the most painful shit yeah. of all yeah, time. And then I'm doing that just so that we could go to a meeting afterwards and then into practice and then into a lunch, then into another meeting, what? then into a walkthrough, right. and then back into rehab again, right. and then going to bed. And I guess what's happening tomorrow? Same right. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is wild if they're able to showcase that. And I think the world who maybe doesn't appreciate the sport as much, and maybe the art of it, and the commitment and dedication, yeah. because they say, oh, you only have 17 games. That's how some people view it. Mm-hmm. You only have 17 games. It's like, I hope they really get a chance to see what these yeah. weeks are like for people, because it's just car crashes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just like, hey, this sport is car crash no matter how much they soften it body body shot head shot still a shot yeah. that is happening yeah at 20 some miles an hour with people who are like crafted weapons mm-hmm. and kirk cousins eat one gang right in the middle of the yeah. thing it's like uh, i just popped two ribs yeah what was what did drew Brees have six yeah, like broken ribs. Yeah, and, yes. and like a punctured lung, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I forget what it was. Well, hopefully we do get that with Mahomes, too, because remember after the Jacksonville game in the playoffs, like that was the biggest story leading up. Mm-hmm. was like, hey, they really don't know if he's going to be able to go this week. And then, you know, there was the press conference where we saw him walking off the stage yes. all gingerly, and then we were looking at all the practice film, like see how he was moving. So hopefully they do dive into that with him getting ready for the AFC championship. Yeah, he's the only one, too. Mm-hmm. Like at that point by then, Kirk Cousins got eliminated by the Giants. Yeah. So that after that second week, of the playoffs, it better be just all. It's probably just all Mahomes and like what he has to do because they also showed him using the Theragun when he was laying on the ground, and they oh, also showed that. We hit got a that couple of those Theragun's around. Oh yeah, we got a little elbow gun thing mm-hmm. over there. Elbow. The yeah, I haven't the opened it up yet. Up. You got a tennis elbow, no. pickleball elbow, no pickleball. Rest pick. in peace. Yeah, pick. Wear those sweet little braces on your forearm like people wear. Okay, I will. And maybe they make it a uh, Gary Vimon. Yeah, oh. exactly. It was called Paddleball Pat. Yep. Boom. Pickleball Pat. Mm-hmm. And I have that elbow thing. That's sweet. Yep. I got a bandana yeah. like I'm mm-hmm. fucking Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's in the news. Joe Burrow at his press conference was asked an incredibly uncomfortable question by a local media person. And I enjoy the fact that the person took the shot because we got a chance to hear how Joey Burrow views the whole entire situation. Hey, Joey. Who's the greatest quarterback in the game, pal? Mm. I don't know what Joe Burrow was supposed to say to that to be the right <laughs> answer. This is what he said, though, when he was asked about the greatest of all time, or greatest of right now. I don't think there's any argument right now. It's Pat. Tell somebody tell somebody has a better year than, than he's had. Uh, he's the one to knock off. Is he talking about me? No. He's talking about Mahomes. Oh, I thought Pat, Patrick, though, yeah. You have to call Mahomes Patrick. You do. Oh. Super Bowl, or the, I mean, do you? you do have the highest... Yeah, you have you to. Know. QBR on Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Until somebody has a better day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, Thank you, Joey. Yeah, it's quite awesome. What if he have followed up? Should have followed up. You mean McAfee or Mahomes? <laughs> What if he would have said? McAfee. Yeah, QBR yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Untouchable. Anyways, he's talking about Mahomes, though. I appreciate yeah. the fact that he's saying that. Also, yeah. not overly excited to be saying it, which I appreciate as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I think. But what an intri- what is Joey supposed to say to that? You th- I think that's the right answer, I guess. I think it's per- – like, it seems like, like Joe seems very comfortable, obviously, in who he is, but – just say whatever you th- like. He he did. It sounds like what I why people love him. He's not giving you cliches. He's like, oh yeah, he'll tell you exactly what he's he's thinking. It sounds like yeah, he's an Ohio fuck. That's like whenever they asked Joe Flacco if he thought he was an elite quarterback. Oh yeah. So like, what is Joe Flacco supposed to say? Yeah. Joe Flacco. Imagine Joe Flacco saying no to that. Then every Ravens right. fan's like, this guy's got no confidence. Get him out of here. Yeah. Is this guy you want to lead men? No. Get this person out of here. Then he says, yeah, I think so. You think Joe. So? Joe Flacco. <laughs> really? Oh, this guy. Yeah, right. That was the best. Felt like that a little bit, but Joey Burrow handles everything great. He's 
could very easily, when it's all said and done, be in the greatest of all time conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think he knows that. I think he appreciates that. And shout out to Joe. Yeah. And I respect what Joe said. You know, we got to get some 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 jury on the wall before yeah. before mm-hmm. we can say something. For the know? first time ever. So I think that was a, a honest and Heard good that. answer, you know, as far as right now. But you said once you get the jury on the wall. Jury. I'm saying the trophy. Jury. jury. Yeah, a couple rings. I watched that. Uh, what's that show? Where jury duty. They're a jury. Yeah, jury oh, duty. Sure. Pretty good. That's by them. Not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking He's in about jury Trump. duty. I believe too. Is this where the one guy knows? And or- yeah, it's like a Joe Schmo show. Yeah, where Ooh. one person doesn't know that it's all scripted. Very good. Yeah, very good show. That's not what you're talking about. There wasn't just like 12 humans <laughs> voting on things on the wall. Yeah, you're inside talking about the bank. Jury. 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 Yeah. Yeah. jury. Like Lou and Room. Jury. Mm-hmm. Got it. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, just got some jury. Yeah. Yeah. World champion. Big jury. Brought a championship to a team and a franchise that has never had one. And obviously, he will give credit to all of his players, but he needs to be applauded as well. Mm-hmm. Every time we saw him working during a timeout, he was fucking all in. Mm-hmm. Saw him on the sideline, he was fantastic. Whenever he was in his press conferences after the game, transparent and motivating at the same damn time. No one was on the precipice, but where they were. This guy managed expectations mm-hmm. and navigated a road that is never easy to the top uh-uh. of the NBA. His dad was a coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What? He's been in the NBA since 2001, 22 fucking years. <laughs> now he's a world champion head coach of the Denver Nuggets. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Malone. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, fantastic. Not as good as you. Hey, not as good as you, (laughs) but we are doing fantastic. How has it been here for about a day and a half as world champion Denver Nugget coach? A world champion. I like that. (laughs) Uh, Hey, it's it's going well. It's going well. I'll be honest. It it really hasn't hit me yet. Um, It's so surreal trying to soak it all in with my family, with our coaches, with our players. And uh, I was talking with Jared Bednar, the Avalanche head coach, and I said, when did it really hit you? after last year's uh, Stanley Cup, and he said, at the parade. You know, they won at the parade. He got emotional, and that's when it hit him. So uh, maybe tomorrow as we have our parade, celebrate with our fans here in Denver, it'll hit me. But um, just so proud to be a part of something historical for this franchise and this city. Hell, yeah. You've earned it. Obviously, all of you had. And I hope the parade is fantastic, and I hope Joker enjoys it. Yeah. yeah. Seems like it's at a pretty inconvenient time for Joker. You know, his <laughs> town is actually hosting the Serbian horse racing circuit this Sunday, we do believe. Wow. So there's a lot that, that it has to go on. When he was informed of the Thursday parade, it was electrifying. Obviously, we all saw that. And I think we've learned the most about this guy who's already won two times uh, MVP of the entire league, this playoff run. Kind of forced into the national picture. And there was a stat that we were just given that the Denver Nuggets are the first Western Conference team to win the NBA title that aren't in the state of Texas or California since 1979. Wow. It was the supersonics when that happened. And we've talked about this a lot, Coach, and you can't pay attention to this because you just got to motivate the boys or whatever. Nuggets are never on prime time over here in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. You start listing off everything that is promoted in the NBA. Then your team, whenever we got to meet them, it's like, hey, this seems to be a yep. team that's built on marble, hard workers. Their superstars don't give a fuck if they're superstars or if anybody knows it. Is this how the team has always been? Is this how the guys are? Is it a part of your culture? Why do you think your team is like that? And how pumped are you that the world's kind of getting introduced to this team that you've put together? Well, I, I think we've often used that kind of um, lack of attention or lack of disrespect as a motivating factor. Uh, we understood that no one has given us credit. No one believed in us. No one thought we'd be world champions. Uh, no one thought Nikola Jokic 
uh, could be a good defensive player, or we'd ever won a championship with Nicola because of his lack of defense. But every narrative that's come our way, Pat, where oh, I'm not a good enough coach, we're not a good enough team, we're not tough enough, I think we've shown everybody in the last 16 games that we are. We're built for this. We are tough. We have guys that uh, don't listen to that. We use it as motivation at times. And I do feel finally on the biggest stage in the world that people finally do know who the Denver Nuggets are. Hell yeah. And they do know how great of a player Nikola Jokic is. First player in NBA history to lead the postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. The guy is just incredible. But the best part about our group, and I know you guys know this, it's not just the Nikola Jokic and the miracles like Danny Manning years ago. <laughs> Jamal Murray is a hell of a player. Great. Michael Porter has, has proven himself to be a really quality player in a very short NBA career. Aaron Gordon was incredible. Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, KCP, now a two-time world champion. So we win together. We lose together. We often talk about family in our locker room and uh, going to be more proud and more more happy to work with the guys I work with every single day. Hell, Coach, that was Coach, awesome. Oh. That was awesome. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, what's it like the, the last few minutes of that game a few nights ago when I'm watching there and you can feel the crowd start to realize, hey, this is it. Like, we're going to close and we're going to win this thing. As a coach, say the last two or three minutes when you know, like, yeah, we're most likely going to win this thing. How do you – how do you let your brain stay on and stay with it and not, I guess, daydream thinking, yeah, this is, hey, two minutes, three minutes from now, I'm going to be a world champion. Like, was that tough to handle that? You know, it was really interesting because um, the last three minutes is back and forth, you know, uh, and by the on last minute, we started to get a little bit of separation. And then we got a big stop and they fouled us and Bruce Brown made two free throws. Huge. And then KCP got Huge. the steal. And then I look up the clock, and, and and the crowd is starting to like, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. Yep. And the crowd is realizing what's about to happen. 47 years in the making, and I'm saying to myself, holy shit, this is about to happen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to be world champions, man. And I'm trying to com comport myself, keep my composure, and I made sure when the buzzer went off, I didn't want to celebrate. You know, Part of me wanted to run around like Jimmy Valvano, look for somebody to hug me. And then – I want to make sure that Eric Spolstra, who was a friend of mine who I have tremendous respect for, I want to make sure I went down and gave Spo and his coaches the credit and love that they deserve, and as well as their players, and acknowledging them and their effort, being an eighth seed, getting all the way to the NBA Finals. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a warrior, Bam Adebayo, all those players. Then after that, it's kind of like, all right, where's my family? You know, like uh, being a coach, moving my family around as much as I have, Wanted to make sure I found my wife, Jocelyn, my two daughters, Caitlin and Bridget, to give them a hug and then to celebrate. I mean, like it was uh, being in that locker room, spraying champagne, wow. uh, having a few pops. It was uh, one of those moments that I'll never, ever forget. But those last few moments prior to that buzzer were surreal. And uh, my mind was racing a, a million miles an hour. Yeah, warranted. Completely okay. I think everybody would expect that. I don't know if you've seen the video of Joker doing the champagne bottle spray. Just one of the many things he did. I mean, this whole night he was, <laughs> yeah. all right, I did it, he said. Okay, we did it. I did it. And then him tackling Jamal Murray into the pool is a cool moment. Right. And I couldn't even imagine how tight that team is. It appears as if the culture you've built over there is amazing. And you talk about it in the time out there whenever you're trying to calculate and take it all in. And then it's like, oh, we're, we're going to do this thing. I think one of my favorite timeouts you took, you guys were up 10. And uh, I forget how much time was left, but you you – 
I think it was like a minute left, maybe two. I forget what it was. You you were giving up some points. You were still up 10. You call a timeout, and it was very clear that you're like, nah, we ain't fucking, hey, listen, yeah. this is not getting close. Like, your timeouts almost became must-see television. I don't know if you know that from outside looking in, but the way you talk to your team, and I know Joker got super fucking animated in that one timeout, but the way you talk to your team, it felt good to see, I think, for at a professional level. Like, you were very, like, uh, emotional. It seemed like you were loud. It seemed like they were listening. Listening, it's like, are you always like that? Or are you a very, like, practices? Are they high energy? Is it, what is your kind of every single day? Is it exactly what we see whenever we're watching on the court? Well, you know what? I've been the head coach here in Denver for eight years now. And I've always challenged myself to become a better coach. And uh, and part of that was all, you know, not becoming emotional every day. And trying to be the same person every day. Mm. Win or lose, I can't be high and low. That turns the players off. I learned from my father, man. My players got to know that I'm with them, win or lose. And so trying to be the same person every day, bring the same energy every day. And I think our players have responded so much better to that. But in those huddles, you know, like, I have to be me, right? I'm not going to be someone I'm not. I have to be genuine. And our players respect that. But they also know I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be direct, and I'm going to hold them accountable. And some people look at that as like, oh, you can do that? If you're not doing that to me, you're not doing your job as a head coach. That is that is my obligation and my job as a head coach. Even after game two, people say, oh, you blasted your team. I didn't blast my team. I was honest. In game two, we were not uh, disciplined enough and we didn't work hard enough. And our players didn't fight back. They didn't say coach is tripping. They said, you know what? You're right. We got to own it and we got to be better moving forward. And that's what family is. That's what coaching is. And uh, our players know I have their back, but I'm also going to do my job. And if they need me to get on them, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Hey, that sounds like such common sense for a coach, but it's not the norm anymore, coach. What you guys got over there is special. Uh, I'm excited to see. And let's talk about the future a little bit here. So the owner of your particular program has won everything. He might be yep. the greatest sports owner. He might be, He's on the greatest sports <laughs> owner run right now, but he might become the greatest sports owner of all time mm-hmm. with the diversity of championships in so many different leagues and navigating it all. And Stephen A. was on here the other day, and he, I believe he described him as fiscally conservative, uh, but that might have been something that has been said about him in other sports. At the Rams, he went all in, and then yeah. they kind of, they won a Super Bowl, they bought, dial it back. I think St. Louis thinks he's very, you yeah. know, St. Louis yeah. has yeah, their own thoughts. Yeah. But with when we were looking at your roster, Foster feels like everybody's around. You know, it feels like everybody's got at least a couple more years left. That is not the norm, I guess, in the NBA with people leaving and coming and going, seemingly being promoted by the NBA and the new CBA, not being able to pay people to keep around without some tax increase or whatever. When you look ahead to the next couple of years, and I hate to do this because we're in the moment, we're enjoying it, but hey, we're, huh? Good time to be a Denver Nugget, right? I mean, this is, this, we're here, right? It feels like that at least. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I said that to our crowd after the game up on the podium with Lisa Salters. And uh, I know everybody talks about when you win one, it's, hey, let's get another one. But for me, to what you said, we have young players in their prime. You know what I mean? And you have a, a, a historically great player in Nikola Jokic. You have Jamal Murray, who has come back from an ACL injury, not the same player, a better player. Michael Porter coming back from a back injury, had the best year of his NBA career. Aaron Gordon, the versatility that he's shown throughout the playoffs and different guys that he's guarded at a very high level. KCP, a two-time world champion, and, you know, Bruce Brown and guys off of a bench, Christian Brown. Um, 
It's a great time to be a Denver Nuggets fan. Yeah. We're not satisfied with one championship. We want many, <laughs> many more. We're, and, hey, we're some greedy bastards here in Denver. <laughs> we're not satisfied with one. We're trying to get some jewelry. More jewelry. Like you More jewelry. <laughs> Speaking of jewelry, Pac-Man has a question for you, Coach. Coach, you said you talked about all the young stars, but how important was it for you to mix the veterans, the uh, Codwell Pope and all the other guys with the younger guys? Um, how was their role in helping out the younger guys? Man, I, that, that's a great question. Great point. I'm glad you brought it up because I've been in the league a long time. I've been around this game a long time. And everybody says you have to have veterans. I wouldn't say that's true. You have to have the right veterans. Mm. You have to have veterans that are mature, veterans that are truly selfless. And I have talked about these guys a lot this year. DeAndre Jordan, that guy was incredible for us this year and didn't play a lot. Yeah. And, and before we signed him last summer, I was very honest with DeAndre. I said, listen, DJ, you're going to come here. You might play, you might not play. If you're coming here, and, and you think that's going to be an issue, I don't want you getting here and say, well, coach lied to me. Coach didn't tell me what the facts were. And DJ all year long has been a vocal presence and force in that locker room. Yeah. Ish Smith, a 13-year vet, been around a lot of different teams. His presence every day, his hard work, setting the example for young players was impactful. Jeff Green, a 16-year vet. Here's a guy after that game, I felt probably more happy for Jeff Green than anybody. 16 years in this league. Had a heart issue where he didn't know if he'd ever play the game again. Damn. And now he's a world champion. Uh, KCP, 10 years, the only guy in the locker room that won a championship before. Those four guys especially, DJ, Ish, KCP, and Jeff Green, were a phenomenal veteran group vocally, by leadership, uh, their energy every day, and they kept this group together and uh, I couldn't be more thankful to have a group like that. That's the things that, like, a coach, even the greatest of coaches, can't teach to the young guys. Like, yeah. young guys, like, hey, here's a hotel. This is what we're doing at hotel. Right. This is how we're doing in this situation. This is how we do in this situation. Like, obviously, there's some teams that need a good veteran presence. It was very apparent during the NBA season this year. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have that. Everything seems to be so brilliantly done. It's been an honor to learn about your squad this playoffs run. Con uh, Connor, who's a... I mean, diehard Celtics fan, this guy. Mm -hmm, yeah. Diehard Celtics fan, Coach. Yeah, coach, it would have been more fun series with the Celtics. I think we can all admit that <laughs> now that you know, uh, we're here. But uh, one of the things that I think everyone was kind of you know drawn to the Nuggets was when you were talking after the Lakers games in your press conferences, and obviously, you know, people didn't really want to talk about you guys. People didn't really want to talk about what Jokic was doing. And Pat mentioned earlier, you know, the primetime really wasn't built up for the Nuggets. And even after you swept the Lakers, there was different conversations, and that's neither here nor there. But they weren't talking about the Nuggets sweeping, you know, LeBron and the Lakers. Do you think now that you guys have, you know, put Denver on the map with the championship, you know, being that first team since 1979 to win outside of Texas? Texas in California. Do you think now people will, you know, not only respect the Nuggets, but will look at the Denver Nuggets? Hey, I'm that doing team? it. Yeah, like the team in the West now. Hell yeah. Well, a really good question. And speaking of the Lakers, I just want you guys to know this is breaking news. I'm thinking about retiring. So don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. You love your yes. house, coach. You love yes. <laughs> Coach, let's take the you conversation away from the championship. Let's talk about the coach retiring. Yes. Hey, you hated it, huh? Okay, good, good. I'm yeah, happy to hear good. that. Good. Oh, you're right a human. Only, only kidding. Only kidding. Yeah, of course, I'm anywhere. I don't, hey, I don't want the Cronky family hearing that, trying to find a new coach. I'm not going anywhere. Just hey, what? I'm having fun with my new friends over here. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, We're lucky for that. But to your, but to your question, 
You know, the frustration in that series against the Lakers was, like, picture this, man. We all love sports. We've been around it. We win game one against the Lakers, and the headlines are, Lakers figure out nuggets. And, you know, like, and we're up 1-0. I've never seen that in the conference finals where a team is up 1-0, and they're talking about Rui Hachimura guarding Nikola, and the Lakers have figured us out. <laughs> you know, and then you win the series, and then, it's you know, the, the narrative is the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers. And, yeah. I think now, I think we've done enough to hopefully put the Denver Nuggets in people's minds and their hearts because of how we play. I think it's the right way to play the game of basketball, unselfish, guys playing not just with each other but for each other. But the reality, too, is, like, if they don't, we don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) we believe in each other. We know what we're doing. And all we're worried about is what we do every single day on this journey. And, uh, you know, to celebrate with the people you love and care about, um, you know, this is what we all work so hard for. Hey, we're lucky that we're getting to watch your journey, man, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And we're not the biggest NBA program. Mm-mm. We've broken NBA news here, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout oh, out yeah. Shams. Shams. Absolutely. Shout out Shams doing yep. that on here. But watching your team has just been – and we're going to ESPN, you know. So we're about to have access to so much more NBA stuff. Like, we, we've kind of gotten a little bit of a depiction of what we're going to have access to mm-hmm. whenever we get to ESPN. Chico. A lot of NBA stuff. All oh, these AIs. Yeah. Hey, they might take your job someday. That's who you need to worry about, Kronky hiring <laughs> yeah. this fucking AI thing. I, I don't even know. I don't know if they'll be able to figure out to motivate as good as you. But, like, we could pull up all of Joker's three-point shots uh-huh. from fourth quarters of games within, like, four seconds. This dude... He's throwing, like, he's shot putting balls over his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Swish. And then you look at, you look him up in the Serbian horse story and the humility and everything like that. But then his brothers were going to fight some people in Miami. Then we learn about his brothers. Uh-huh. There's massive tatted dudes mm-hmm. from Serbia who seem to be the same exact size. And then we're seeing videos of them picking your ass up <laughs> yeah. and throwing you into the sky. How did this tradition start? And at any point did you think to yourself, Hey, here's some strong fucking Serbians <laughs> throw me around a little bit. Well, well, I knew there were some strong fucking Serbians for a long time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think an important part of that story is, you know, uh, my job as a coach is not just X's and O's, it's relationships. And I've been over to Serbia to, to spend time with Nikola and his family. And I've gotten to know them on a real personal level and uh, to become very close with them. So after we beat the Lakers in L.A., I went over to give them both a hug. Next thing you know, I'm being thrown in the air. <laughs> then after we win the NBA championship, I went over to give them a hug. Oh and they're that much more excited because this is a championship. <laughs> I was I was like, they were, I was, they were getting some really good air on that. So <laughs> yeah. my daughter's got a big kick out of it. You look at that silly picture. I got a, a smile like a five-year-old kid at an amusement park. But um, Nicola, his family, he's never forgotten where he's come from. He's humble. He's selfless. And uh, the fact that he can't wait to get back to Sombor – for his horses, speaks about who he is. And he's never changed. I mean, we've all been around pro athletes. He's never changed with the MVPs. He's never changed with the money, the max contract. And he's not going to change now that he's a world champion. He's the same person. And that is one thing aside from the consistency that he plays at the high level. But the fact that he's never changed and is the same guy, I think is just wonderful to be around him. And I feel really fortunate to coach a guy like that. He's a selfless superstar. And the narrative this year of him being a stat patter, the narrative of him this year being a guy that wasn't good enough defensively, the narrative that he won the MVP because of racism, all those things that were being thrown about, just take him for who he is. He is a great player. 
and enjoy it and appreciate it, as well as all the other great players this league has to offer. Yeah, people can't do that, though. I mean, welcome to 2023. I mean, <laughs> people can't just enjoy things that are great. They have to throw rocks at things that shine. But to your point, he doesn't care about anything, it sounds like. All those stats, mm-hmm. he doesn't care about. If people say, like, the, we called Perk a racist, by the way. I want to let you know that. We did <laughs> We did do our part whenever he came on this on this program. We, uh, we had to get it in there for that entire narrative that kind of got cooked. But all that stuff happened happens in does he do interviews like i've seen his press conferences and i guess the biggest takeaway from the press conference was like it's only stat what mm-hmm. what is stat we win okay cool i'm out here thursday that was the most emotion yeah. i've seen yeah. the parade is on thursday what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Ready to go home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. like does he is he behind closed doors when he's away from people we we have good time fun interact teammates oh, yeah. obviously oh. love him there, there's no doubt. Like last summer, one of the cooler moments I've ever been a part of, we surprised him at his stable with the MVP trophy. Yeah. And and, and I tell you, man, it was like out of a movie. He's coming around the corner on his horse and buggy. Like we're back in like the 1920s, he's on his horse and buggy. <laughs> and he hears the music and he's wondering what the hell's going on. Then he sees Josh Cronkey. He sees Tim Conley. He sees myself. He sees Felipe Eichenberger, our strength coach. And he realizes what's going on. And the tears that started flowing, it was a credible moment uh, to, to share with him, sharing this journey. And it just meant so much to him and his family that we made the effort to go over there and surprise him in that manner. But as that night went along and the uh, the Pivo and the Rakia started flowing, he uh, he's a dancer. He has a good time. <laughs> and I think sometimes he can be very, very dry and short, short answers. But he is a uh, – we call him Joker for a reason. He's got a great personality. He's a lot of fun. And uh, I think being a dad now, being a husband, has really kind of made, probably rounded him out and matured him uh, even that much more. That's amazing to hear because you can tell he has good personality with the uh, – into the microphone. <laughs> yeah. He's letting everybody know he's not happy. Mm-hmm. Like that is a funny thing. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, do you know what the plans are for the parade? i seen those pictures of uh, Joker's brothers – you might want to stay away from them at the parade. If you're on the top of like a double decker bus, oh, like, like throwing you off like Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. So like, do you know where you're going to be set up, who you're going to be with. One boat to the other. You know what? I just I was meeting with a few folks before I came on with you guys, and uh, I know it's tomorrow. We're on a bunch of fire trucks. I'm not really sure which fire truck I'm on, but I think I'm going to be hopping off that fire truck, milling with the crowd, enjoying a few cocktails, but and uh, just celebrating with the best fans in the world. So. I just keep on thinking about Clay Thompson last year in their video, and Clay was running around the streets, running into people. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, it will be fun. I have no idea what the plan is, but looking forward to being on a fire truck and celebrating with everybody. Clay left the trophy with somebody, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mahomes it, did the same thing. Yeah, I, I think this is. I think you're going to be pretty shit faced. Yeah, I, you're going to have to give a speech. You're going to have to give a speech. I know. And, and you know what? That that could be really like quality. TV right there. Malone can't speak right now. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, I love all you guys. Uh, congrats, man. Great <laughs> Last question here, Coach. We appreciate your time. Go ahead, Ty. Coach, you mentioned how you know X's and O's aren't the, the whole part of your job, building relationships are. And Pat said how you know, you've been coaching in the NBA since 2001. A popular narrative is you know the guys coming into the league now are so much different than they probably were when you first started coaching. 
Do you think that's bullshit? Do you think that's accurate? Like, have you had to change your coaching philosophy or your style since you first started in the league up till now? Like, is it really that much more difficult dealing with these younger guys with all the changes in social media and all that kind of stuff? Or is that kind of overblown in the media? Well, it's it's definitely different, you know, but I wouldn't say challenging. What I mean by that is so the first team I was a part of was Jeff Van Gundy was the head coach of the New York Knicks. And we had Mark Jackson, Charlie Ward, uh, Latrell Sprewell, Allen Houston, Kurt Thomas, Marcus Camby. Like, we, we had men. And, like, you look at today's rosters. One, the rosters are much bigger now. We had 17 players on our roster with two two-way players. And next year, they're going to add another two-way. So 18 guys on the roster. So going back to 2001, the rosters were smaller. And I didn't think you had as many young players, developmental players. Um, so that that's a huge difference. Uh, in terms of the the makeup of an NBA roster, but I don't. You can't look at it as a difficult because it's the facts. Like every generation is different. These guys today are no matter what I tell them or anybody tells them, after win or loss, they're on social media. Like I don't do social media. You social media is a dark, dark place, man. No, people, you would. They would you love know? you on social media, oh, pal. Yeah. I mean, you might love it too much, but to be honest, you might become <laughs> like an influencer and might not coach anymore with how good you would be on the internet. Yeah, influence. I'm, I'm a hand model. I'm Joey Chibiani. I'm a hand model. <laughs> and they pay big money for that. And if you take off those socks, I think some freaks will pay you on the internet too. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they will. Here, you got a lot of money waiting for you. Just want to let you know. When, uh, when your time? When your time comes? Say well, we got to connect and talk about all this money you keep on talking. About. I don't know the foot business, but I do know that the internet will kill for you, bro. You are awesome. You need to know that. Well, but really you're right. You have to manage, I guess, what public perception is of players a little bit more now, huh? Well, you do. You got to try to protect your players and, and walk them down the right road. And you know that's one thing about our group. Not only have we performed on the court at a high level, but our guys are really solid citizens. They, they they do well in that community. We don't have a lot of off-the-field, off-the-court distractions. But uh, if we draft young players, like Peyton Watson was the youngest player on our team this year, played one year at UCLA. And just seeing how much he's grown and matured in one year because he's got a whole franchise supporting him and pointing him in the right direction and helping him get better uh, because that's our job. Player development is not just on the court. Player development is off the court. And uh, I think that's something that we as an organization have, have done a hell of a job in the eight years that I've been here. Hell yeah. You've done a great job. You're all champions, bud. Hell Go yeah. enjoy the hell out of the parade. Thank you for making time. Hopefully we get a chance to chat with you again. I hope so, man. Congratulations on your move to ESPN. And I appreciate you guys being real, being passionate, and I uh, can't wait to be on once again. Yeah. You're the man. World oh. champion, head coach of the Nuggets, Michael Malone. Thank you, pal. Sorry, boys. I had to get a little caffeine in me. It's causing quite some digestion here. I've been burping up more than my baby daughter has. But A.J. Hawk is here to the left. He is obviously my left, your right. He is obviously a college football national champion what? and a Super Bowl champion. So he has got a, ta- a chance to taste the confetti at the highest of levels. Yep. Mm-hmm. He got a chance to experience what the Las Vegas Golden Knights experienced last night and what the Denver Nuggets experienced two nights ago. I'll have to talk to the table this at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. That Denver Nuggets head coach, Michael Malone, is fucking awesome. Yeah. And in about 18 minutes, we got Stoner coming on. He's fucking awesome. I'm happy for the people that are the newest champions in this world of sport. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like the Nuggets are going to be good for a very long time. Tony mentioned the contracts, but as long as I have that, Michael Malone is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like That guy is a weapon. It feels like no matter what team he's coaching, obviously having Joker helps, but whatever team he's coaching is going to be good because he got me pretty jacked up during that <laughs> yeah. interview, too. So, obviously, this is us thinking very highly of ourselves. Acting as if somebody does good on this show means they're good at their job. 
There have been plenty of people who have stopped by this particular program over five to six years Mm -hmm. who have been terrible at their jobs, but have been good on the show. With that being said, I do think if you do well on this show, that is an indicator that you have some sort of trait that means you're probably going to be good at your profession. Mm -hmm. Because it's not not an easy show to prepare for. So, like, people that aren't humans and can't, you know, especially self-awareness or read things, like, this is a tough show to prepare to come on. We've been told that by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We would say, like, hey, so when you go to ESPN, is there going to be a little bit more of a, like, a little bit more of what we're going to talk about? Send over 15 questions. Is there going to be a little bit more of that? Like like a pre-show interview or something? Yeah, some people, some publicists have asked for that, you know. Is this Letterman in 1995? What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, bingo. Like, is there going to be topics that you guys can at least tell us about? It's like... Uh, we can't do that, actually, no. strictly because if we were to do that, it would be terrible, and it's just not how my brain operates. Having a conversation with us, you literally have no clue where that thing's going to go. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance he's going to go anywhere, and he adapted. I heard a fuck in there. Oh, yeah. Heard a shit in there. Yeah, He called back jury from the beginning. Yes. That was like 20 minutes later. Yep. Said chomp. Yeah, exactly. Chompion called. I mean, he was in there. He talked to LeBron. He did say, I'm thinking about retiring. Yes, he did. You look like a punchline. That was a hell of a punchline. That's Pac-Man Jones, diehard LeBron James fan, who also might be a Nuggets fan all of a sudden Mm -hmm. because he did claim them to just beat South Florida Mm -hmm. and to beat the Lakers, so I would want the team that beats me to become the champions of this entire thing, but also because Michael Malone is fucking awesome in that interview right there. Of course, and like I said earlier, they they beat the King. Look like it's a new, some new, some new, some new shit going on around here. Whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa! King yeah. Joker out of Serbia. Is that what oh, we're on a new leadership. Yay! Yeah. Uh, okay. It also is crazy how like we talk about the NBA star driven. Like this guy's been coaching in the league for twenty years, and I'd say the majority of people, definitely all casual fans, yeah. like probably had never heard him talk before if they hadn't seen a press conference. But like, definitely had never seen him in an interview like that before today. Like I. Definitely have never heard him speak like that, you know, where it's not been like a media-related obligation. One half of the Hammer, Don, Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. Hammer, Don, is a gambling show that comes out of this show, or out of this Thunderdome, 15 minutes after this show ends every single day, youtube.com forward slash Hammer, Don, Don is spelled D-A-H-N. What are the futures bets for the NBA next year? They already have those out there? That's a really good question. Uh, I would assume the Nuggets are definitely up there to win the West. How about it? We already got more respect Mm -hmm. for them. Don't we, AJ? A little bit more respect on the name they said yeah now let's let's see now the the real challenge happens like how do you handle success now it's a little tougher to have those those chips on your shoulder now except for i'm sure you can still find a way to manufacture plenty of them there's still plenty of uh i'm sure they'll still be talking about lebron and the lakers next year over the nuggets so they have plenty of ammo oh and Bronny james he's gonna be a ufc i mean that basketball talk is gonna have a little bit more of a uh uh character Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. that's going to be Bronny James playing at USC. Is he going to be the number one overall pick? Is he going to go to a team? If Ooh. he goes to a team, is that where LeBron's going? Mm. That can certainly he be. Projected? The... Is he projected to be possibly he's be LeBron's, up there number one? He's LeBron's kid. I don't know if he's projected to be number one. I think everybody's like, yeah, this dude's probably going to be good in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He, and he, you get LeBron. He literally knows all the tricks of the trade. And LeBron James is going to be on the team for at least a year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll draft him. Yep. Yeah. Fuck it. Won't be doing a Taco Bell commercial like Nicola. No. Mm-hmm. No. But we will certainly <clears throat> draft him. Uh, let's talk about success and good and things that are seemingly going well. And then something pops up in the middle of June that makes us go, is everything okay over there? Stefan Diggs' story yesterday really captivated this particular program. Had a couple people tweet me saying, Stefan Diggs for three hours, is that really worth it? It's like, well, once we start diving into the art and the fashion and the situation <laughs> and what we know about their culture, it's hard not to talk about it because this was very unexpected, mm-hmm. especially because every Buffalo Beal that we have talked to seemingly loves being 
Hey, Buffalo. Beal. So whenever we hear that Stephon Diggs is in the building, but then he's not at practice, and then the head coach says, I'm very concerned about the situation. Then Josh Allen comes out and takes partial blame, and then the organization, mm -hmm. and how they communicate things, and then you start piecing some things together. Was this about the DeAndre Hopkins trade, potentially? And maybe nobody told him that they're going to trade for him, and who knows how Josh Allen plays into it all? Or was there another reason Stephon Diggs got pissed off that wasn't football-related that we know about? He's back on the field today. Hey, Boom. Hey, he's back at practice. He was right next to Josh Allen. Whatever anybody was thinking is not the case. They're back to being fine. Von Miller said he's really not that serious. Mm -hmm. It's if I have I've been transparent with you guys. It's really not that serious. It's not that is it that serious? It's not that serious. Mm -mm. Not that serious. It's OTAs. It's not it's, it's not. really not that serious. It's June. Ten times yeah. mm -hmm. in a June interview, he said it's really not that serious. Said it with straight face every single time. It was very impressive. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, like, as I've said. Seven times. Yeah. It's really not that serious. Apparently it wasn't, AJ. It's great to see 14 back out there. Yeah, it is, but it was something, I guess. It, what? Is, does Diggs like the fact that Vaughn, is he, is Vaughn, does he think Vaughn's like minimizing what happened, whatever his issues are? No, I think Vaughn came out and said he was very much He's entrenched in yeah. Stephon Diggs' camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm 100% on his side, right? Which was great to see. I mean, that's what teammates do. That's what they should do. There wouldn't be a Vaughn Miller here in Buffalo being a Buffalo Beal without Stephon Diggs being a Buffalo <laughs> Beal before me. Boom. Mm -hmm. Said Vaughn Miller. Yep. And that is, I think, a glowing endorsement. <laughs> For sure. We like Vaughn. For sure. What was it? What happened? Dude. Mm. I still don't know. So he was, i just been letting people cap, Okay. <laughs> If them lies help you sleep better, tell them, big dog. Okay, says <laughs> Stefan Diggs on his Instagram story. Yep. As we all know, be letting people cap means bullshitting. That's right. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? Right. I just, just be letting people bullshitting her out there. I don't know who he's talking. Was he talking about us? Uh, possibly, maybe. But we were about us. We I were doubt just, if he's talking know, about us. We want yeah. the reason why he fucking left practice. Yeah, yeah, but we might we might have been capping yesterday. Yeah, we well, were yeah, just observing yeah, and reporting though. There was some real capping going on in the microphones yesterday. Mm -hmm. Was it what other people were saying? Was it what McDermott said? Whatever he was like, was he be capping? Oh, was it was it was oh. it Vaughn capping? Was it Josh capping? What was it Sal Capaccio yeah, capping? Sal Capaccio capping. Who were the people that be capping? And maybe it was the people in the fashion world that after. They went through the thing and was like, no, this outfit, not so much. Four mm. out of ten. Mm -hmm. said, These people be capping. Yep. Big for cap. real. Who do you think was capping? Big cap. Big cap. Those big ones that showed yeah. up in the Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. That, that was the first place we saw those big cap. Who do you think? Who do we think he was talking about? Only thing I could think of is the coach. Okay. So I'd just be letting people. Seriously. Be capping. I thought he would talk about the people, you know, all the morning shows. I would imagine. I didn't see them, but I would assume those guys – and gals went after it. Only, just, reason, just only, only, only reason why I say it's not that is because he left before then. Yeah, that, the media. Well, let's talk about us, though. Is, like, do you think it's the media as a whole? No, I think that's it's what the I'm saying. Guards, I, that's why, as soon as I read it, I'm like, fuck. Media. He's talking about, like, us. Sorry. Yeah, because everyone's just speculating. We all, that's all we could do is speculate, hey, what's, this, what's the situation here? And... I'm not I don't talking know about, if we'll ever know. Well, the coach Anytime made I us, say us, I mean people that speak in a microphone. Yeah. The coach Just made us uh, speculate. He said uh, he is concerned. So yeah. if he's concerned, shit, shouldn't we be concerned? Yeah, that's We why. can only go off what we know, Pac. Mm -hmm. right. And what he told us was very concerned. Mm -hmm. And he's properly jocked, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's yoked up. That's our boy. That's why. It's our guy. That's our you guy. Think he was, you think you were capping because you put the shin guard on the back of your leg, too, and he only had it on the front, so he took that as disrespect? He like said the, the fact, yeah, it might be because it was covering up the back and the front oh. of the kneecap. We, mm, maybe. But he could say, like, I ain't the inspo for what he was doing. 
Yeah, <laughs> true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because maybe he Actually was. Thought about that. Maybe he was offended by what I was. Because he inspired my fashion yesterday. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I do not want to be the one. That's cap. That is inspiring. Whatever the fuck's going on on that guy's left leg right there. Because I, had, if you, maybe that's the next stage of what he was doing in that photo. Yeah. But shin guard on front and back, kind of. Tough to bend your leg right. and, like, function. Mm -hmm. But people are going to look at that and be like, fashion. Yeah. yeah. That guy's you know a genius. I mean? can we, can that we guy see loves them? Mad Max. Don't. That's he not. did this yesterday. Mm -mm. Yep. Mm -mm. Thank you, AJ. AJ's like, I ain't wearing no bedazzled dong cover. Right. No chance. <laughs> you know what you said? Dong cover. <laughs> no, I said, look at the guy's cup. It was bedazzled with rhinestone. That was sick. So, Bingo. I'm sorry. Very he cool. bedazzled Super his dong cool. cover. I'm sorry that yeah. I... Completely nailed what right. you said. Right, ipso facto. Let's go to the phones here on this glorious Wednesday, June 14th. Congrats to the Golden Knights. Congrats to the Golden Knights. Congrats to all of us getting to witness that entire run by both the NBA and the NHL. Thank you, NBA and NHL. You carried us through a tough time. Good playoff. Spring football was happening, you know. Is that oh, still yeah. going on? Huh? Is that still going on? Uh -huh. Birmingham Gamblers uh, had a, were putting together a great season. I didn't know if. I saw a punter for the fucking Maulers oh, yeah, hit a 100-yard ball. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. So I'm happy I got to see that, and I hope that guy gets an opportunity because of it. With that being said, it was not enough to draw me to watch the game. Okay. No. I was close. I said, damn, they got a punter hitting the ball a fucking 100 yards? He didn't even jump or anything. He just swung. I'm like, that's maybe one of the most powerful things I've ever seen done. Mm. I don't know what a USFL ball looks like or feels like mm -hmm. or how it flies or anything like that because there are different balls yeah. and obviously different broken-in balls, yeah. whole different level. But still being able to move a ball that far, this guy's got to have some skill. This guy's got power. Yeah. Hope he makes the NFL. Hope everybody in that league makes the NFL become superstars. Not right. gonna happen. Have no idea. Ah, there's there's two know. spring football leagues. Do you know Bro. there's two extra football leagues now other than the NFL? That's crazy. Well, you said extra because you're talking about the XFL, and I'll have you know that The Rock had a seven-hour fucking board meeting oh, with yeah. the XFL. Seven-hour oh, people. Yeah. And I've seen some of those people in some of my negotiation journeys over the last couple months that were sitting at that table. Those were some power players okay. sitting at that table around mm -hmm. the XFL. I don't think The Rock, who has publicly taken it on the shins with this. For mm -hmm. sure. You know what I mean? People are like, $60 million yeah. loss. Yeah, all that stuff. With everything else going on. He has come back and said, Idiots. We're talking about the long game here. Hell yeah. We know there's going to be right. some losses. It's a write-off. When you're launching a league or whatever. Yeah, I played a long game in business, and XFL is no exception. We saw some nice successes and took some L's in our first season that we will learn from. 75 to 100 XFL players will be competing in NFL camps this far. <laughs> Pac-Man. What's up, Pac? 100 of them. That's a big number that will continue to grow season over season. We're in it for the long haul, step by step, building the league of opportunity. Like with any venture, success takes time. Thanks, XFL fans, for the love and support. I appreciate the this. This yes. shit is just the same way you say when you want to go and see a bullshit game, go to the go to the uh, YMCA. If you want to go see a bullshit game, go watch college basketball. If you want to go see a bullshit regular game, Whoa. go watch this. Yep, he's right. <laughs> this shit is fake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fake. USFL too, bro. The kickoff. I had a thought. Would we watch that? The, kick, that oh that's a state God. fair. That's a state fair kickoff. They they did lose us with that, but mm -hmm. they were trying. And the fact that the NFL was even thought about it with that, I am. They had the same kickoff. XFL, USFL. I have no I idea. Never to be honest, kickoff. Never... <laughs> 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 we need to give it a shot. We need to give a shot. Let me tell you what. Let's let's explain our side of this though. Now, Pack. Okay. I don't know. He wasn't with us then. 
when Bill Polian and him launched that league, yep. do you remember? Oh, yeah. We tried. Big mm-hmm. time. We were going to watch it every weekend. It was going to be huge for our show. Yep. It was going to be huge for our show. Like, it was going to be like, here we go. This is what we're going to talk about. So we really committed to it cool. for about a week and a half. We watched a couple of those games. We're like, holy fuck. These are terrible football games. Preseason's yeah. better. It, it is bad. It's like high school football probably better than what we were watching here. Yeah. And I understand that there's adults playing, and there's probably some professional speed there. But just like the the intelligence of the football being played uh-huh. at the level that it was being played, yep. it was like – it just was not good football at all. And there were some big shots that quarterbacks took. Remember? Oh, yeah. Quarterbacks took some massive yeah, shots. Built. And that was what they were, like, marketing. It was like, all right, yeah, I guess big-time shots will be a thing. But as the season went on, like, nobody's really hitting anybody that hard. It was no. like, no. There was no – They don't score points. a whole lot of points. Right? Yeah. They have a lot of low-scoring games. Whenever I turn it on, it yeah. seems to be – Ugly. There's not a whole lot of points. It's normally ugly football. And mostly because I don't know how long they're together to get to learn about each yeah. other. And not everybody's supposed to be professional football players. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, so there's that whole process happening as well. But I don't think Dwayne Johnson's going to let the XFL Ooh. just go into the night no and just fade away. I think if he's investing $60 million already in this, and who knows whose money that is and how you go about finding that money, the fact that The Rock has Terramana breaking every tequila record in sight, and he's already seen what other celebrities have sold liquor companies for. The Rock has billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars awaiting. Yes. So if he wants to do what a lot of these business people do, which is they're not scared to dump money into something, if they feel like in the long run, they can make obviously more than that money. Well, that might take 15 years to get out of that hole. Oh, only 15 years. Okay, sweet. So what do we need to do? Well, the first five years, we need to lose like $600 million. But if we dump $600 million into this thing over the first five years, we believe it'll be worth over a billion over 10 years. Would you not take that outcome in 10 years? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's go and do it. A lot of businesses run like that. Not every business hits. There are people that dump that type of money Uh in, and it never comes back. But I feel like The Rock, the way he's posturing right now mm-hmm. it feels like he does have belief in it long term so maybe we'll continue to have spring football and thank god for that well, right like so you watching it people well, are setting their ways like the spring football no matter like if it was if it was the t- second stringers on an nfl team would you watch spring football i think i'd watch that would you you want second watch string guys right i now, need to bro. know the names those bro. Guys- I have to Nobody know the names. If I don't know the names, I can't watch The teams it. or the players? Players. Both. Well, players. teams, players. too. Both. For me, I need to know the teams. That would be nice. <laughs> teams, yeah. that, teams definitely help. If there's a quarterback out there that I know who it is, I will more than likely yeah. watch. Well, Give it a what, shot. Yes. That's what sucks, okay. though. Is that AJ McCarron. The most famous. That's, that's the only one. Yeah, him, but also Taylor Heineke, and he was a backup in the XFL. So even if you were to watch. Well, that's because Jordan Taylor was a dog in the XFL. If they got two of them, another team needs to have Heineke so we can watch that, too. I do fear that the USFL might not survive, but Fox is behind that one pretty heavily. I uh-huh. do believe. There's yeah. a lot of money behind that as well. People are going to watch football, especially with sports gambling. That's what this is probably becoming. Oh, yeah. uh, things to gamble on during the offseason. So more power to all of them. I hope they all make the NFL and get all the field for your seniors. Good luck. Right. Nothing wrong with that, Pac. Well, right. well, the problem is that the off-the-field stuff is always going to outshine what happens on the field. Like, I think, I don't remember if it was the Bill Polian League, but we kind of lost it, you know, when we were talking about it. And that one guy basically was like, hey, I don't want to eat this egg salad sandwich that you guys yes. are making me eat. I'm going to get awesome. a pizza in the, instead. And their head coach was like, you ungrateful son of a bitch, get out of here. And they cut his ass. They, gotta, they, they marketed that. Yeah, yeah. Big time. This is the type of league we have. Exactly. I mean, guy can't have pizza. Get out of here. He's not no. committed. It's unbelievable. Uh, we're getting some news out of Buffalo. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Josh Allen 
and Stefan Diggs have done a handshake oh, shit. that oh, okay. has been prepared cool. with huh? an arm slide and a hand twist. Is it prepared? They're back. Yeah. These guys Sweet love Sweet visor. Other. Look at Josh's Dad, visor. both of them. Those visors are sick. Hey, let's go. Smell me. Good to see you, man. Yeah, man. And then we got high five from five. <laughs> Up Lots top. Good. No, we don't no know. No more you. issues. We're good to go. Good to go. Damn right. They're good to go. You think they're doing all mm. that? <laughs> Hand thing, swap thing, arm thing. No way. While they're, uh-huh. Come on. High five guy knows. He just saw what happened there. Exactly. We put our swords aside. Mm-hmm. We're all friends. Is, Is Diggs it- talking after practice today, you think? Ooh. Of course. I don't know. I heard a rumor this morning. Do they want him to talk? Or Is the team going to make him available? That, uh, Dorsey. Maybe might have a problem with Dorsey. Yeah. That, he has inside sources or. Got, got the playbook, didn't like what he saw. Yeah. All the whatever the plan might mm-hmm. be. He could be upset with whatever the plan is. Yeah. Yeah, I heard somebody, I think Josh said something about getting him involved in the plan or in the oh. game plan or something like that. Yeah, which really? that, think, that doesn't make much sense either. Then why would I think I he... saw that report. So then Josh is not. That's why he says, I fucking love him. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. You know, when he's saying that, he's like. That's his quarterback. That's my wide receiver. Yeah, that's right. That's why the meeting is so, important. Like if it was one-on-one with both the GM and the coach, then that means he had one conversation with one of the other, and then he didn't like what he heard and went to the other. Or if he had one meeting with both of them, then maybe it was about you know the playbook or something like that. Game plan, playbook. Yeah. yeah. And then when he I hears that. that they're potentially going to get another wide receiver. Yes. It's like, hold on. We, Wait a minute. We don't even have a... Can he give me the fucking ball? What are we talking about? Uh-huh. What are we? I need the ball more. What are you doing here? I understand this guy's passionate. He threw his papers into the camera. Oh, <laughs> digs. D I G G. I need the ball right now, man. Can you see this? Dial it up for me. I do stuff nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see me catch that mailbox ball? <laughs> yeah, remember that was. You remember the mini Minneapolis miracle? Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I'm actually the miracle. Yeah. Remember when I yeah scored on Jalen Ramsey in the first Ooh. game? Boom. And then talk that shit. Boom, that's me. Me and Josh got cool handshakes. Boom. Had three touchdowns in that game against Tennessee. I can go to Paris, come back, put a shin guard on. Josh Allen still knows all of our handshakes. Mm-hmm. You don't want that guy around? <laughs> huh? Why not? Is that what you're saying? Put a, put a 1942 shin guard on and take a photo. AJ, that's, that's why he's pissed. Hey, that's why he's mad, though, because you were wearing new, like, you thought your shin guards were cool looking when he was wearing the old school. Yeah, and I know there's always a... Uh, a flair for nostalgia, yeah. but my potential. You don't know my art, okay? Mm-hmm. Mine was a new school, Stefan. You know what I mean? So I wonder if uh, Stefan Diggs is like, yeah, I'll come to the building, do these meetings. I'm not going to practice, though, because in a game, I don't get the fucking ball. Even though I'm watching 100 highlights, he's yeah. getting the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. he's getting what the ball. What are his targets like? What kind of, <laughs> do his targets compare catches. with other stud receivers? What's that, pal? Do his targets... Like compare with other top receivers in the league. I think he's led- mesmerized by these plays, though. This yeah. motherfucker is electric. He's, <laughs> he's really. Good, I thought though. he had the most catches in the NFL last year. He gets behind everybody. Everybody. Yeah. He is. He is sneaking behind everybody, and his gloves appear to be, you know, five XLs, and mm-hmm. just flying through. He's top he, five in targets. Top five in targets. That goes on for fifteen minutes. I only took a minute and a half. Wow. Yeah. I think so. So That's maybe he cool. wants to catch three hundred and fifty balls. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out how we won a Super Bowl, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. How many catches did he have of those targets? Uh, let me, that's a different stat. Hold on. Didn't you just say 100 and something? Ladies and gentlemen, forget the stats. <laughs> forget Buffalo. For now. Love Buffalo. Yeah. Jack, I, I was going to say, thank Buffalo. you for aces. Yeah. yeah. Forget Buffalo. Let's go to Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, last evening, 
We were blessed with the opportunity to watch a franchise, a program, win its first ever world championship. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was a dominant game. Hell yeah. Nine to three, this team clinched its first ever Stanley Cup. And the captain of the team that clinched the city's first ever Lordo scored a hat trick in said game. Now, if he would have scored four, we would have had to donate $250,000 to a charity Mm -hmm. of this man's choice. Since they won the Cup, still have to donate $250,000. But since he only got a measly hat trick, (laughs) only three goals, we do not have to donate any more money than that. He being a captain in a Stanley Cup clinching game to win it and scoring a hat trick is the first time it's been done since 1922. This guy's a fucking warrior. Yeah. Legend. And now a Stanley Cup champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Stanley Cup champions of this NHL season, Mark Steiner. How are you, pal? What's up, boys? How was the night, huh? A little bit of a runaway? Huh? A little bit of a bender? <laughs> Got L- rinsed a bit? A little bit of a mm. rinse, huh? What the boys do to celebrate the first ever Stanley Cup in Las Vegas. Congratulations, by the way. Which isn't doing Oh, no. Fuck. Booze all over the fucking phone. Uh, got it in there. Oh, no. It's got on, Wi-Fi. It's on satellite. Yeah, we'll try to connect with them again. Yep. Dude. I cannot wait. How are we doing, yeah. boys? Hey, yeah. Will awesome. the parade be on this strip? You think the parade's right down the strip? Yeah. Has to has be, to, right? Obviously. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. going to have to be, though. Where else would it be? What's that? They don't play by the script, do they? They play Yeah. Out. No, the stadium's right there. Team the arena's arena. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, they're putting a baseball thing right there, too, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. They're thinking yeah, about that. Tropicana. Yeah. Right? That stadium yeah. looks yeah. nuts, too. How about that round ball thing that's out there? Oh, yeah. The new one, yeah. What'd you say, AJ? Is that done? I've seen. I tried to check on that thing. What's it going to have? I think, think it is everything. done. I think I've seen it. Yeah, I think it's it done. Sweet. It does. It's just like a. I saw you two toured it. You two walked through it and talked about it. Like How come they're able to get into everything and anything? Yeah, people Bono, love Bono. Bono has the gas. <laughs> Everybody's phone. <laughs> fucking here I am. Mm-hmm. This new round thing that's hello, really cool. Hello. Fucking in there. Yep. <laughs> Happy oh. birthday, Johnny Drama. <laughs> that's, why, that's why in yeah. entourage yep. mm-hmm. unbelievable run congrats to them yeah, yeah still too. doing it yeah technology's really kind of bumming me out right now I want to talk to this didn't he say it in Spanish though <laughs> didn't he say happy birthday in Spanish Feliz no. I think he did in the show oh little facts off here wow entourage facts this guy with the show not 100% not 100% but I think it might sounds be. like you are hey you're an entourage guy I definitely watched. Yeah. yeah, I think we all were. I mean, look at his life right now. Right in my era. Ladies and gentlemen, me too, ladies and gentlemen. It is back. Okay. It, go. in this particular case, <laughs> is a Stanley Cup champion captain of a team that resides in Sin City. Ladies and gentlemen, your captain of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Mark Steiner Steiner. Yeah! Huh? What's up, boys? Yeah! Yeah! We're so happy, so thankful. Thank you for coming on the show. I obviously assume that your life has been hectic and an Ah! amazing... Hello, Lordo! Welcome to Vegas! That is awesome. Thank you for having uh, Lordo Stanley Cup as a guest on the program there. Congrats to you. You guys kicked ass, bro. Kicked ass last night. Um, Obviously... Obviously, we are donating $250,000 to you boys. you got to figure out the charity. Almost had to donate another $250,000 if you would have scored four goals. Had, did, did, don't 
tell us it crossed your mind. But last night, scoring a hat trick in a Stanley Cup clinching game, that's dream that has to be fucking, huh? Here we go, Stoner. What a night for you. Yes. I mean, I think I'll probably 10, 15 years I think it's probably one of the coolest days of my life, right? But in the in the time you're just you're just going about your business. But yeah, I mean it's unbelievable, man. It's a crazy experience. Um the building, the energy. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just thinking about it is unbelievable. What was last night like? You guys get a little rinsed, eh? What? Huh? You got a little bit of a runaway. A uh, little bit of a. My uh, voice is better. Voice is better than I thought it was going to be this morning. Oh, but, it's still in but, you. That, that's what yeah. that means. It's still in you. Where, where, where did we go? What did we do? Was the team all together? Did we kind of separate? Did we do families? How did we do last night afterwards? We well, we were on the ice for quite a while there, getting our all our stuff done, getting a bunch of pictures, and then. Once we got in the locker room, uh, all hell broke loose. Um, champagne everywhere. Had a, we had a good moment with uh, just the guys and the, and the staff, which was awesome. But once we got the family and everything there, it was uh, turned into a gong show. And then uh, he- headed down to the strip. Had a couple, couple, uh, couple spots in the strip. Uh, I think we were at Omnia for. Uh, a little bit with Stevie Oki. That was pretty fun. Um, Did he throw a cake. You threw a cake last night. You threw a cake last night. Not throw a cake. Oh, okay. Damn. Oh, well, he scored three goals in the fucking Yeah. yeah. Can we get the guy a cake? Please. I mean, please. I think you should go back and maybe throw a cake next time. You're with Steve Aoki. Oh, that's like, that's the Vegas treat. We saw some videos of Eichel up on a speaker, obviously mm-hmm. lifting Lordo up. How long will this go, you think? How long have the boys committed to this? Uh, we regroup. <clears throat> we got a, got a couple funny texts in the group chat today. Uh, the boys are needing a quick re- reboot, and but we're going to get going at it pretty quick here again. Um, I think Martinez is hosting everybody. Uh, start there. Uh, sun's shining, and we're we're Stanley Cup champions. May as well celebrate as long as we can, right? Hell oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stone. Yeah. Go ahead, AJ. I guess how quickly, like, what was your thoughts going into that game, and how early on in that game did you know, like, yeah, this is it. We're going to close this thing out. It felt like you guys just continuous pressure all night long, and obviously ends up a blowout. Yeah, I mean, we were confident, right? We, we felt like we were the best team in, in the world um, going into the playoffs. So we were we were pretty confident. But um, you never – you're always a little bit nervous, right? I mean, we were 6-1 going into the third. You're pretty sure it's over, but you're still a little nervous. Like, in the back of your head, you're thinking this could be the biggest meltdown in in the history of sports here. We blow this one. So, But, yeah, we, we got it done, and we were pretty sure we, we, we had sealed the deal uh, – uh, after the second period. Yeah, I mean, you picking up. You, now, I might, uh, my eyes might deceive me here. And the Florida Panthers coach came out and listed off all the injuries that they have. And this is the time where you hockey fucks mm-hmm. uh, kind of get exposed to the world as some of the toughest humans yeah. on yeah. earth because the injuries that all get listed off. And I know it's been a long season. I thought early there, I seen Stoner, you know, kind of stretching it out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, everything started going. That first yeah. goal. Dude, we were so pumped to watch it all take place. Felt like you guys were just pumping pucks on net. Was that the goal here? We're, we're putting as many pucks on the net as possible. Felt different last night. Did Was it not? Yeah, I mean, it was – I don't know. We we play we play so much – I mean, we play so much better in Vegas. When we're in the fans. We score way more goals there. Um, once we get those te- teams on their heels there, that building gets going. Uh, you can win a game in f- the first five minutes there. 
tough barn over yeah, there in Vegas. The a man who's been celebrating not as much as you, but has certainly had enough whiskey and Cokes from then to now what? that people would say he has celebrated the Stanley Cup properly. Fans since day one. Mm-hmm. Ty Schmidt has a question for you, Stoner. Hell yeah, Stoner, first and foremost, congratulations. What a night. Last night was Thank fucking you. awesome. Uh, when you have that back surgery back in January, are you thinking that this moment is possible? Obviously, you guys finished first in the Western Conference, so you knew how good the team was. But at any point, like when that is your second back surgery, does any doubt creep in? Like, oh, shit, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it back with the boys for this run to, to end the season. Yeah, I think like you said, when when the team's playing well, it makes it easier to come to the rink every day and, and grind out the – Grind out the rehab process. There's some there's some lonely days. Don't don't get me wrong. When the team's on the road, um, you're going in there. You, you see the same, you know, three people. But our staff is unbelievable at keeping me inspired. And once uh, once the team got in the playoffs, I knew I was coming back. And I wasn't sure if it was gonna be right away, but I wasn't missing this man. Hell Fuck no. yeah. yeah. He was doing it actually. Mm-hmm. And that staff that is incredible mm-hmm. that you need in every sport, by the way. Rehab is Absolutely. a motherfucker everywhere. Athletic trainers, physical therapists, incredible. Their energy, though, is like have to be smart, have to get it right, mm-hmm. have to be able to do it. But also, like, your vibes and energy have to be very solid because the players in their own heads sometimes because you're kind of isolated, them saying, you're going to have a hat trick in the fucking Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you don't even notice right now. Stoner, you're going to do that. Like, those thoughts, the, the amount of pride that they probably had watching the whole oh, yeah. team. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this first time for the team, obviously, first year, make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. But has the organization kind of taken it in as a whole, you think? And has there been messaging from ownership that seemingly called this whenever the yeah. whole team got yeah, launched? Yeah. Well, what a cup, uh, six seasons or so. Mm-hmm. And we got one. Have you heard from the ownership or anybody else around the building? Yeah, he was down there with us uh, in the picture, you know, celebrating with us. Um, and he gives us all the resources we, we need to, to be sitting here today as, as champions. So um, he wanted to win just as bad as everybody else in, in the locker room. and yeah, That's unbelievable. I'm sure uh, he's going to celebrate uh, just as hard as we are for the next, uh, you know, until we have to give it back in September. When's parade? I think parade is Saturday. Ooh. Strip? Have you heard what it's going to be? Is it going to be done strip? I think it's on the boulevard, yep. Oh, oh man. wow. going to be fucking kings, dude. Think about all of the side shows that are going to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my all the. Yeah. What all... are you riding in? Are you in duck boats? What are you guys going to ride in? Do you know? Duck boats in the desert. I'm not sure on that one yet. We uh, <laughs> Hopefully, everybody just makes it there. It's only Wednesday right now, so we uh, <laughs> have, to, have to pace ourselves a little bit here, I think. Hey, the sun's shining, you said. Yeah. yeah. You just keep it going. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. The boys will be okay. Yeah. Pac-Man obviously has enjoyed the hell mm-hmm. out of his NHL fandom as a Golden Knights fan obviously has something for you. Congratulations, my boy. Hell yeah, Stoner. Thanks, Thanks back, man. What we drinking out that cup? <laughs> Let me see that cup. Are we drinking anything out of there? How long you got? You get to keep that thing. Hey, Lord. Oh, yeah. how, how long we get to keep it and what are you drinking well, as, out of there? As captain, I was able to bring it home for uh, just tonight. Um, God, we had pretty much everything we could get in there. Uh, turned into a bit of a jug, turned into a bit of a jungle juice. But um, yeah, everybody is slugging, slugging out of there, and um, I'm sure we're going to be drinking it a lot uh, out of it a lot for the next uh, couple of days, and then um, it'll start its uh, it'll start its start its tour to everybody's hometown, and uh, those are the those parties I think can get a little bit messy, but uh, keeper of the couple. 
Sweethair Mike. Yeah, yeah, Sweethair Mike. Can't wait for everybody <laughs> to kind of get to enjoy him. He's been in our office a few yeah. times. Weapons. Yeah. We have met Sweethair Mike. He is certainly a weapon. And uh, that's and his name, right? Him and Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Sweethair Mike. Yeah. Sweethair Mike. Yeah. Yeah. He does have Sweethair Mike. Yeah. You know this guy? Have you seen this guy? Well, Phil, Phil's the one I think you're thinking. Okay, Sweethair uh, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mike, Mike's his buddy. <laughs> That was the guy that was with him. Okay. Yeah, he's coming, also he's has over. He's coming over here in about 15 minutes to grab her for a little bit, and then he's going to bring her back to the boys. Oh, nice. This is like uh, when you have a baby. Like, all right, grandparents yeah. are coming over for about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They'll bring this thing back there. I think Lordo – that might be sweeter Phil right there. Yeah. The Lordo has, like, the greatest allure around it, I do believe. You know, I think the way it travels around, the way people, the way it gets to party, and how sweet hair Phil and sweet hair Mike are. <laughs> sweet hair on the right. What's the guy's name on the right? Wow. Oh, I don't know. That's it's, Phil and Mike. Mike's Phil's on, on the right, left. Right? Phil's on the left. Phil's oh, on the yeah. Left. So it, so it is. is Mike. Sweet hair Mike. I was right. Yeah, I met the guy like four times. I would have been a real fucking asshole <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I didn't get his name right there. Did you see anybody do anything out of it last night that was like, Oh, I didn't expect that. Like, hell of a chugging performance. Or didn't expect uh, it to be straight vodka mm-hmm. out of that thing. Like, was there any decisions made with the cup last night during celebrations that you can remember or made you go, ooh, interesting choice? Nothing that I remember too too vividly. Um, <laughs> anything too crazy. But uh, he's, we got some guys that know how to drink, that's for sure. <laughs> Awesome. We yeah. appreciate the hell out of you, Stoner. Enjoy yourself. Stay alive. Congrats on being Stanley Cup champion. Oh, man. I appreciate it, boys. Jesus. Love coming on here. Stoner, get it together, pal. Okay? I mean, the boys are going to want to hear from their captain. <laughs> you got to give a speech on Saturday. You got to give a speech. Oh, man. I didn't even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you got to give a speech. To the whole, oh, man. yeah, to the world. Oh my God! Every street performer, even the ones that are frozen and painted, they're yep. going to say, "What's Stoner going to say?" <laughs> Everybody's going to be listening, pal. I think you're going to crush it. We'll be donating two hundred fifty thousand dollars to a charity. You let us know what it is, and uh, congrats, and we appreciate the hell out of you. Awesome, you guys are the best. Appreciate it. All right, stay alive, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Steyer. Yeah, Stoner! I was excited to hear who he's potentially going to tell a story about. Thought about it there. Yeah, he did. He saw somebody yeah, doing something. Yeah, yes, he did. And then he was like, nah. That's why he's got like, to see what, what, what could have happened? What could someone be doing? You know. I, I think somebody might have. You know, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm talking about somebody putting a half a bottle of vodka in that fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. And then well, doing yeah. like what is a double story mm-hmm. 12 beer. Oh, okay. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I, in my eyes, I'm envisioning somebody doing something absurd and being like, damn, I didn't know that person could do that. Yeah, sweet Mike. You guys are talking about dumping in that thing? No. Hey, no. What? No. That's no. what you're talking That's about. Piss? No, that, that'd be disgracing the cup. I would never right. even think of that. Well, then why? Whatever you guys were saying, how you were saying it, yeah. certainly a disgrace to Lordo, which is nothing that I was thinking of. So whatever you guys were saying, Let's go ahead and Definitely. I thought maybe you're talking. Remember, I don't know if you you probably didn't see the video when uh, Jack Johnson, my brother-in-law, brought the cup and Bobby Carpenter, a good buddy, General Bob. Bob was lapping the beer out of the cup like he was a dog because he couldn't really. He didn't have a good pour. Like he is a dog. No was they weren't so they weren't tilting it enough. So Bob just stuck his head in there and just started slurping away <laughs> like with his tongue for ten minutes. It seems not, like not this. Tilt it up, tilt it up. He's yelling to the tilt up. Beast. <laughs> Ten minutes, it seemed. Yeah. You were watching that going, oh, this is getting worse. Yeah. Oh, I was right over his shoulder. I was juicing him up. You can't t- drink it all, Bob. You can't. You can't lick it all out of there. <laughs> Come on. Help me out. Oh, my God. The thought of Bobby Carpenter doing anything is funny. That, really good with actual yes. Lord. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
Congrats to the Golden Knights. Yeah, that's a long time until their parade. Long yeah. time. Imagine yeah. if Joker yeah, was cause... told Saturday. He might have got up and said, "I have no, no, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm leaving now. Don't want it. Yeah, I won't be there. We didn't win. How about that? I didn't yeah. win. Take it off my resume. Let's go to the phones. A couple champions on the program. Yeah, pretty, cool. pretty yeah. sweet. Still got him run through him. That's why his voice is still going. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We could hear the hangover coming in through the voice. Yep. Well, that's why it's Saturday, man. They got get a, some IVs, Vegas. guys. Yeah. Well, Vegas got the IV thing, right? Mm-hmm. They got yeah. the It'll travel to you. That's that. They kind of pioneered the old hungover IV situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nurses would go out there for to party or for a weekend, and they'd be like, you know what? Everybody fucking needs here is just I'm gonna start some businesses. Yeah. yeah. And then they all just start raking in money. Mm-hmm. And people are just getting jabbed and stabbed in hotel rooms yes. all over Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah. What a game changer. Smart. Yeah, now there's IVs in Denver in every city. Bingo. Vegas pumps oxygen in. Oh, yeah. And right into your blood, into your mm-hmm. mouth, mm-hmm. they're pumping oxygen. Yep. And then right into your blood, they're like, don't worry, and hydration. Yeah. 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 Pumping other things. We got electrolytes, too. Don't even worry about it. You're good. You can stay here forever. Fuck yeah. those. People talk about not being able to do Las Vegas for more than two or three days. <laughs> Kidding me? Breathe in this, <laughs> take in that, see you for a week and a half. That's right. Good for Vegas. We didn't get to ask Stoner about looking awesome last night with the NHL championship belt and the Elvis Presley glasses and hair, obviously. What an absolute stallion of a man. What a leader of men. Yeah. yeah. Legend. Congrats on him being your captain. I know. I mean, sometimes the universe is just looking out for you and working in your favor, and, and that's exactly what happened when, you know, Stoner got traded from Ottawa. Let's go to the Five Iron Energy phone. Jeez. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line. Let's go to uh, Davis in Tennessee. Davis, what's going on, pal? Hey, AJ, boys. How we doing? Keep it moving. moving. Davis, good name. Seemingly a last name, but also a first name. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's the way it happens. Mm-hmm. So I had a quick question for you. You know, we talked about the resources of the uh, – you know, the graphics and the statistics and the clips and all these all these endless resources coming from ESPN. Not endless. That also, that also includes lawyers, correct? Well. So well, at what point do we get these these amazing resources to get Gumpy back into the country? Oh, Davis, oh, I thought man. you were going to ask about another lawsuit or whatever. I, I, I think they will help us with the lawsuits if they come. That's good news. They'll have the resources and, you know, the uh, – I don't want to say the power, but kind of the power to be like, power. come on. Yeah. Come on. Basically. You know? out of here. It felt like I was kind of, we were kind of getting like poached at because Poaching they problem. knew we didn't have an army sure. mm-hmm. of a network behind us or billions of dollars behind us. So I think we were potentially, and I think they will help with that. With Gumpy, actually, we're not able to use it. So because yeah, we already filed yeah, before enough. this happened, or, yeah. we're actually not allowed to. It makes no sense. It doesn't Listen, exist. I'm not getting yeah. into the entire political nature of the world because I am not the person that should, and I haven't spent enough time learning about it, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm in a tank top. I talk about sports. But as a person who has had to deal with the immigration situation mm-hmm. with the United States, with Gumpy and our guy, who is the only human that can do his job. He's the best in the world at what he does. New generation of jobs, though. Tough to explain to people that are in government trying to understand this. This guy is a talent, an actual talent. He's also a great American dream story. Mm-hmm. Now he's painting fucking ships for 20 years. Yeah. You know, granted, they use that against him. Didn't for college, sure. He's painting ships yeah. and everything like that. Hey, what, can't anybody do it? Oh, he's just, it's like, no, this fucking guy is an anomaly and he's electrifying. He's supposed to do yeah. this and he's the American dream story and he has a job waiting on him that nobody else will get if he doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm taking an American job job nope for somebody else this is like yo this job is just for this guy yeah. allow him to change his life and live his life what are we even talking about now we have to go through this whole thing it's been back and forth like five six different times yep. three sets of lawyers one one of us writing a letter saying hey this 
this group right here ain't ridiculous. They, they, this is complete sham. Mm -hmm. We just got fleeced. We got rinsed. We got dog walked mm -hmm. for a lot of money, a lot of money, and nothing happened here. And now we've learned that we can't even do ESPN because the original filing didn't even have it a part of it, so we can't even ask for their help. Nope. So, so over a year. Great question, Davis. It is frustrating, mm -hmm. and I have no idea how it gets fixed, but hopefully. Our guy Gump, who has a sick rat tail. Oh, yeah. sick. so sick. Hair looks great. Sick that was real. I saw that picture. That's real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what he's been doing in Canada, Paul. Yeah. Good Very for real. Gump. Good for him. That looked amazing. Yeah, so Davis brings up a great point, and believe me, I thought of it as well immediately through all the conversations I had with every different place I was talking to. you have anybody in, like, the immigration? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we're plugged in, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here we hey, go. Sweet. Nice. I got a guy stuck in Canada just... One flight away. Would love to be able to get him. I don't know if we'll be able to help. Funny him. you mention that. Uh, hey, what? All right, sweet. Thanks. What Fuck. if he came in to visit? What if, like, let's say Goomp's, like, cousin got married. Would he be allowed to come in for the weekend? So there's, like, it's there's yeah. a 10-year ban potentially sitting on deck if something takes place. Yeah. If he's yeah. seen, like, on air wow. or, like, If he does pictures, any work at all. It, exactly. If he does oh. any work at all or is caught doing any work at all, there's a chance that he could be violating some sort of thing. So it's like a... It is a wild scene. The more it I've really learned about is. it, the less I understand. And it's like... I thought Erlacher had it figured out that when well, he came with the guy. Well, that's what a lot Super of Bowl. people say. You yeah. know, though the immigration thing's an issue. Oh, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it is. And I'm talking about from this... I'm talking from the other north side. side. I'm talking about from yeah. the north side of this entire conversation. That's not getting talked about at all, except for, I think, by the people that write up the responses to us who do not want Gumpy to be in America. Doesn't no, sound don't. like it. They didn't even get his name right. The responses, no, well, that's the lawyers that were yeah. initially, Policing. whatever. The responses are from humans. The people that are typing in have humans, have attitudes, <laughs> yep. have attitudes, and have a little bit of riz, too, a little charisma in there. Mm, yeah. The way they kind of phrase their questions, talking about Gumpy's abilities to be anything for our company and are we even really a company and what do we do coming from a human so that's why like all these letters that we've we've had to gather letters from so many different pipelines of people no more it's like how can you read yeah. these letters from all these people that have said all these things and just be like yeah. Wait, are they is this like a negotiate like a arbitration in baseball to where you try to say hey this is the value he brings and they try to tear him down and say no that's not what he's gonna do dude i gotta uh, that's basically. ridiculous haven't told that's gumpy crazy. this yet haven't told gumpy this yet but we got a fucking we got the last envelope we got, which is within the last week, is the most shit talk seemingly from wow. them. It was nuts, and it was like fifteen different things. We're gonna need to see a little bit more of this. We're gonna need to see a little what? bit more of this. Mm -hmm. Gonna have to explain this a little bit more. Gonna have to do this a little bit more. Huh. It, it's been a. It's so being friends with Pat McAfee as a job is what one of the things mm -hmm. was. And it's like, wow. Jeez Louise, you, you're never going to get yeah, this. It's not what it says at all either. Yeah, we just put together a fucking, we just paid a lot of money to put together an entire thing. Yeah, and that's what you got yeah, out of friends, it? That person doesn't want Gumpy to be on. Nope. And then I start thinking back, it could be a human that hates us. Could be. Could be. Could be. And then is Gumpy suffering because of my student? Because they hate me? Then you get worried about all that, and then you start thinking to yourself, this is fucking America. This yeah. guy has a job here. Exactly. He's America's dream. Mm -hmm. Why is he not allowed to come to America and work? And back in the day, we weren't allowed to pay him for his work here. But if he worked in Canada, we were allowed to pay him. It's like, Excuse what me? is How that? How does that work? Somebody needs to fix that. Hey, somebody smart fix that, please. Please. Because we need our yeah. guy. Yeah. Please. Bring him home. We got some quotes coming yeah. out of Buffalo. Coach McDermott has spoken, I guess, about the situation here. Heather Prusak at H.A. Prusak says, Sean McDermott on Stephon Diggs, there are a lot of things out there that aren't accurate. He was here on Monday for his physical, reported for meetings, had a good conversation, got to a point yesterday where we felt we all needed a break. Gave him permission 
he was excused. Okay, a little clarity here on the very concerned part of this. Mm-hmm. Everybody need a break. Let's cool down. Let's go back to our corners. Mm-hmm. Okay, now when I speak and I'm asked about why he's not at practice, I'm going to say I'm very concerned, and then we're just going to talk about who was at practice. So Coach McDermott, who is our guy, yep. great football coach, Welcome. seemingly having to explain the situation that he kind of yes. – yeah. was a main character uh-huh. in this entire thing. But it sounds like it's all getting overblown, AJ, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it is. I still don't know, and we probably won't know the issue, uh, whatever was going on. But, yeah, I guess – so he won't be fine. That's good for him. Obviously, that's, he, he has to feel like the team has his back. Obviously, the players have his back. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. here we go. What happened yeah. that they needed to go to their corners? Uh? Hey, yeah, d but said check the playoff targets. That's what it is. If Coach McDermott would have just said yesterday that. that he was excused um, – yeah, and which is, is that, what that, most coaches say. Instead right. of saying I'm concerned, that, yes. this would have been a non. Yeah, that's why it's such a big deal. Yeah, just because what McDermott that. said yesterday, and then he—that's just a completely different saying today. The modus operandi for this type of situation mm-hmm. is: we're working through some stuff. Right. We still love him. We he him home. He was, excused. he was excused for today. Wasn't said. Wasn't said. No. We said that yesterday too. We was like. Only reason why we are concerned because he made it concerned. He he didn't say that he was excused. He didn't say that he let him go home. Yeah, he's, he's very concerned. I'm concerned about it. Do you think there was a group text that Von Mueller put together? Could have been. You know, Brandon Bean on there, mm-hmm. McDermott on there, Josh, Josh Allen on there, him on there. Maybe the photographer from his IG. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Stylist. Yeah. Yep. Supergrass guys. I mean, let's put <laughs> our swords down. Mm-hmm. Is what Von Mueller said. It really isn't that serious, is what Von Miller said. Yep. And now here we are. Playoff targets for Stephon Diggs, which could have been the case of what he was trying to make whenever they needed a break and he didn't go to practice. And I, I'm looking at two, yeah, 19 targets in two games. That's not terrible. 19 targets, 11 receptions, two games played, 149 That's, yards, what? two games. One of the game was 19 in the, targets? One of the games yeah, was in the snow. 10 targets a game? you saying in the playoffs? 10 yeah. targets a game? Okay. It's two games. That's not enough targets. Okay. They throw the ball 50, 60 times. How many times did he? How many pass plays they got? No touchdowns, long 52, though. That's pretty good. That's pretty tough. I mean, do they throw it that often? Yes. The next closest guy is K. Davis. He got 13. almost a third of the targets. Yeah. 19, 13, 12 targets around. Cole Beasley I mean, got nine, you... fresh off a mixtape. Wow. Yeah. Eight, seven. A lot of balls to a lot of people. Yeah. Seven, eight, enough, nine, no, 12, 13. That's not enough targets for a number one. I bet you it is tough for Brandon Bean, though, looking yeah. at this and McDermott looking at this to take what Stephon Diggs was saying seriously. Yeah. If it is about targets in the playoffs. Only threw it 77 times in two games. Like, they're not throwing it 50 times, 40 times. A Josh game. Allen was running his pyres. Yeah. That's right. You remember that? That that team, and I think this is why I'm happy it's over. Congrats to them all, seemingly getting past it. Yep. Way to go. Adversity. Builds relationships stronger. That's right. Mm-hmm. Especially either adversity either ends it or makes it stronger. Yeah. Or delays the inevitable. So I guess yeah. there's three outcomes. Mm-hmm. But let's hope that the one is adversity. We all talked. We stated our cases for the first time, long time. Miscommunication was brought up by Josh Allen. I think some others as well. We were able to get everything out in there. We all understood where each other were coming from. And now we move on better, stronger than ever. Now, with that being said, we might still bring D-Hop in. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chance. And you're just going to have to like it. Oh, I don't, that's what I was saying this entire time. Well, sorry, we're going to do that. Okay, why don't you go home? We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You're excused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. how, what did the break? What? Here we go. Three tweets coming up. Maybe it's a little bit more updates here from Heather Prusak. Sean McDermott, clarify, uh, clarity on why he said he was very concerned. With stuff. Whenever a player has something going on or isn't here for some reason, I am concerned. That's my sentiment with any player. 
I concern concern when players miss. That's just how I am. Sue me. Okay. Sean McDermott and Stephon Diggs, getting Steph the ball is a big piece of our offense. He's the big focal point in addition to Josh. It's important to get him going. The more production he has, the more production we have as an offense. He provides great energy to our team. And what he's saying is he wants the ball one-on-one. When he's one-on-one, I need the ball. McDermott added he, was, uh, he has healthy conversations with Diggs and is appreciative of the communication they had and says, I think we're in a good spot. All right. So everybody got their, their piece out. Yep. Yep. It was tough early. Yes, it was. They were yelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. They receivers. were yelling. Receivers are divas. Well, not all of them. But Most of them, the best ones, they are. Yep. You can go down the list. Name you can name, name them. Who the best one? Calvin. Larry Fitzgerald. Ty- diva. Calvin. Wow, Larry. <laughs> Calvin. What about the guy, Megatron. What about the guy Megatron you played with? Megatron ain't the diva, but he still want the ball every play. What about AJ, AJ Green? Want the ball every play. Diva. I feel like it's resolved, says Sean McDermott. There we go. Catherine I've never, Non-story. All right, he feels like it. Over and done with. I've never met a one that don't want the ball. If I'm not getting double covered, I want the ball every time. I can catch it. Every time. Yep. And we ain't double when we played them. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was snowing, though. I, I was, I was, <laughs> don't matter. We was throwing the ball. The ball was getting thrown around. He threw the ball to everybody else on the team, as you can see. It was nine other targets than somebody else. How many was the other ones? It was, he had the 19, ball was spread it around. He had six more than the nearest guy. And I get, like, the if I'm not doubled, throw it to me. But you got to assume if he's not doubled, there's probably someone over the top watching. Nah. They're not just leaving Stephon nah, nah, Diggs nah. alone. Yeah, it's, in certain situations last year, he did not get double where he should have got the ball. All right. Well, we'll see. It continued to pan out, even though Sean McDermott says, I feel like it's resolved. Yep. It's over. It's All right. Over. They're over. good. And is it really that serious? It's not really that serious. No. Von Mueller said it. Yeah. yeah a lot. Michael Malone's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Beast. Mark Stoner's awesome. Wow. Yes. One of the best. Jet Passing was on. It's baseball time. Ugh, don't okay. mean yeah. Don't need <laughs> to be a Debbie. He's oh. Fine. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. I watched a couple last night. Nice. Which ones? Yeah. <laughs> Season three, the first couple. That is. Oh. oh. Yeah. Zip line, yeah. yeah. Yep. That zipline looked like a good time. It does. Did. I want imagine, it, really. Could you imagine signing up for love and then you get in this mansion <laughs> and they say, hey, you can have all the booze, all the food you want, yep. and free access to any of the adventures on property. Mm-hmm. And you see that zipline and you're like, I get to live here? Yeah. <laughs> Done. I brought my bathing suit. So. <laughs> this dude would love to be in a think tank session. Oh, my God. Would oh, lo- my goodness. We'd love to see how we get to where we got <laughs> yeah. on everything. What a brilliant man. Hey, keep going, Tim. Keep love you, going. Tim. Love you, Tim. A couple more phone calls. Let's go to Joe in Arizona. What's going on, Joe? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Joe. What's going on? Hey, I, I got two questions, though. I got two, okay? Is that okay? Yeah, right. love that, man. Mm-hmm. Take your time getting to them, too. Hey, okay. okay. I, I, I'm just I'm pissed about this first one. What's this bullshit going on in San Francisco, bro? Trey Lance is my man. Whoa. Why the fuck is everyone talking about Sam Darnold being Joe, the best quarterback like they've ever seen? Joe, Joe, everything's yeah, okay. Crying? Joe, everything's okay, pal. Everything's going to be okay. What, what's your second question? What's your second question? It's for that Pittsburgh Steelers cowboy fuck. Oh, 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 geez, that doesn't sound like a question. Pew, pew. Sounds Dog. more like a statement. What, what do you guys say? I, 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 I got a question. Name I got brother. a question. I got a question. Okay. Why, 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 why do you believe Kenny Pickett is the future? That's Dude, it. you're right. 
What, why do you believe yeah, that? Because he has to. Why, why, why would I not believe that Kenny Pickett's not a quarterback? <laughs> whoa, whoa, jeez. Jeez. Come on, dude. Joe's a good guy. Oh, I, I, I believe that Kenny, Kenny Pickett showed more in the NFL than fucking Trey Lance. I can tell you that. Okay, so let's talk oh, about Trey true. Lance and what's going on in San Francisco because George Kittle was doing an interview. I assume it was for his tight end university uh, mm-hmm. media run they're on right yeah. now because that is coming up soon. He was talking to Sports Illustrated. He was asked, uh, hey, we're going to play a little game. Starter or backup? It's like, all right, incredibly clever uh, way to get into this question with George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Said, what do you uh, what do you call Trey Lance? And George Kittle says, he's a starter in the NFL. Uh, he just needs reps or whatever. And then they said uh, something about Purdy. And Purdy, he said, Purdy came in, won eight games. It's his job. Uh, Trey Lance, though, still a starter in the NFL, just needs more reps pretty much. So then the caption was, George Kittle gives definitive stance on what he feels the quarterback situation should look like. Now, that is an interesting thing that George Kittle was kind of put in a position to answer a question about, a decision certainly that he's not making and others will be making mm-hmm. that are above him in the pedigree or in the, uh, yep, you get it, and also the ones that are paying him. You know, so it is. those decisions are happening elsewhere. He is the voice of the team, though, because how yeah. big of a superstar he is and how great he is. But that seems to make sense. That's the right answer. He yeah. gave the right answer there, I think. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, what is... What should he say? What's he supposed right. to say? I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough spot he's in. It put it put him in like that. I think that's the right answer, though. Yeah, yeah. They're both they're both starters, but yeah, of course. They look, look what Brock did. Can't get him in any shit with Trey either. Right. Yes, because him and Trey are tight. Right. Every photo we've seen mm-hmm. of like spring has been Kittle and Trey, and he also brought Trey to the tight end university last year and said he's very similar to Josh Allen. So yep. he's a big Trey fan, but I think he's just speaking as an NFL guy. Like, yeah, it's party's job at this point. Yeah, but did they ask him anything about golf? Other quarterback? Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. Not all white people are the same. Come on. <laughs> okay. Did they ask I mean, Darnold and golf. Yeah, Jeez Louise. <laughs> this guy's got a little perk in him, a little racing. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> How about Malone bringing that up? Yeah. He's like, he won the MVP because awesome. racist reasons or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. Malone heard that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, Stacking uh, chips. Dude, Stacking them. He heard that. <laughs> Got LeBron, too. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm retiring. They're in there, dude. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I think that was the right answer. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Was. And they're going to find out about Trey, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't trade all the way up to three, draft him, and not get a real good look at him. No. How? Yeah. How are they going to get a good look at it? I'm telling you, they're going to. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. look at their quarterback. Look. Let Brock have a three-week shh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Brock throwing the ball. Yeah, he's back. But I'm saying let Brock have like a two-week. Because Taylor Heineke with Carson Wentz. Yep. Taylor Heineke was winning games for the Washington football team. And then he, all of a sudden, I don't know where he was getting taken out of the game. One bad half. And Carson was playing. And we were all like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then Ron Rivera was like, Taylor knew that was the case. Against the Niners. Yeah, it was like, damn, damn, whoa, whoa. Out of nowhere, Carson got put in there. It's because they want to see Carson. And I think Carson had a tough one or whatever, just like Taylor Heineke was having and everything like that. But they wanted to see with the money they were paying Carson. I just feel like in the NFL, the way the business is, they're going to want to see if Trey Lance was the fucking right move at three, which sucks because how good Purdy was. That's what I think personally. I don't know how they go about doing it. I don't know how it comes to fruition. And maybe Shanahan's different, I guess. Maybe Shannon's like, nah, we did find out. Yeah. We got a guy, we're trying to win football games. But that would be very abnormal, I think, for the way the NFL operates. I just I just don't see Purdy losing the job if he's healthy. If he's healthy, they run with him. 
Yeah, because of their luck, I'm assuming that something's going to go wrong with Purdy. Like <laughs> sure. the 49ers. And they'll get like a three-week. Bingo. And then they'll have Trey Lance go in. And then Trey Lance will play really well. And then they'll have to decide, okay, now we're fucked again. Or Trey doesn't. Or, yeah, or he stinks and then they know. And then we will still be able to say, if you're a believer in Trey Lance, which I think we are. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know why, how big he is? Big athletic. Good play? offense. The offense is very good for yep. quarterbacks, allegedly, by yeah. all, all accounts or whatever. But if he plays three weeks and they're not great and Brock Purdy comes back and he does good they can say we tried yep and then the trey lance supporters are like he's got what seven games this guy yeah come seven, on seven games he, 23 i mean have you have you seen some rookie quarterbacks first seven weeks right. of nfl football and that'll probably drive up interest for another team to sign them and hopefully give them a shot but i they're gonna find out about trey i i, I think the trey lance story is not done yet yeah not that they would but like they're a team that has the luxury of like they they could start trey lance the first three games of the season and if he's not any good, or if he is, then you trade him then. Like that, I mean, shit, look at Purdy last year. Like They were kind of middling a little bit until Purdy started like halfway through the season towards the back half, and then they went undefeated with him. Like They do have the luxury of playing Trey for the first couple weeks if they want to. Last phone call here on the 5 Energy phone line. Let's go to um, – where do we want to go? What states we got? We got Sacramento, New York, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Tennessee, and Michigan. Mm. Oh, man. That's coast to coast, boys. Jersey, yeah, That's coast to coast, Cornell, United States there. Jersey to Cali. Yeah, That's Jersey. a lot of space there. Paisan in Jersey? What's his name? Uh, Paisan in Jersey. Bobby. We've had Bobby on before, I do believe, right? Bobby? Yeah, I think so. Bobby, good call? Hey, good names? Bobby, yeah, what names? Maybe, yeah. Good names. Bobby, so you guys said no to Bobby. Bobby, yeah, yikes. That was a... Well, <laughs> you know, let's just see what else is out there. All right, let's, I mean, sure. This is just good business. Exactly. Yep, exactly. This is just sound business. Weigh right? all our options. Yep. There's a Ryan in New York. Okay. What's Ryan up to, I wonder? He, what do you think he's doing in New York? I don't know. What if he's up in a building? If he's you know in I mean? New York, he might be measuring the AQI. Oh, yeah, maybe he's... Yeah. yeah. Or his cubicle life. Yeah, true. He's definitely not on the subway. I guess nobody's riding that thing anymore. No, well, the bomb's down Really? There. I guess not, yeah. Allegedly, the subway sad. activity has gone down a bit. Well, we saw a naked bomb on a Prius. That was right outside the subway, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know if she came up through the subway, okay. but whatever it was did appear to at least be able to survive underground if had to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Drew in Tennessee. Drew Cameron in Michigan. Ooh, oh, Tom. Tom from Michigan. Tom from Michigan. And then Gabe in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Ooh, Gabe. Kind of lean to Gabe. Do we know Gabe. what Gabe's last name is? Okay, Gabe <laughs> we don't, doesn't have a last name. We don't, and we don't know origin either. I think Gabe may be Polish. Not one hundred percent sure. One hundred percent sure if that means anything. Let's go to. Uh, okay, I pick a number between uh, one and six as a group collectively. All this, right. this needs to be one. I, one number. Okay, I'm voting four. I was going to say four as well. I will ride with that, though. Four. Ride with four. AJ? Sure. Come on, vote. It's common. I was going to say common three, Michigan. but we have to come. It's com- oh, you want three? All right, let's say, go to the back room. Okay. Three too. Yeah, back room. Oh, you're well, going to say three. Tony, years. too late. You already cast your ballot. You, you can't did. Pull it out. What are we like on, in Bruce. the back there? I got four. four. Okay, four. Yeah, okay. All right. I've always been partial to two. Okay, well, Bobby in Jersey did get one vote. You need to know that, Bob. That's good after what the boys said earlier. Yeah. Let's go to Comron in Michigan. Last call of the day on the 5 Energy Phone Line. What's going on, Com? Hey, boys. How's it going? Hey, going good, eh? How's it going, Com? Um, So I just wanted to know, I was at the last game at Lambeau, um, watched Jared Goff and the boys 
Um, you know, I just have concerns with Jared's off, Jared Goff's arm. I mean, like, oh. Jamo was open a few times oh, no. um, way downfield oh. and on underthrowing it. Um, didn't throw him at all. I'm just wondering, do you think that's an issue, or do you think oh, he's just no. saying, like, hey. Calm. No. Calm. Calm. Okay, calm. Calm didn't watch you know? any Calm Lions was there. Football. Calm no was there. No no Lions football. Calm. Really he watched no Jared Goff. Jared Goff was a top five quarterback in the league last year. The Lions offense was top five in the league. Someone argue probably top two in the league with the Chiefs. All right, Calm watched no Lions football last calm year. Calm does not know the Detroit Lions. Calm, is that true? Over the Eagles. Well, I've been watching it for 22 years, boys. I love the Lions. I'm just saying J-Mo was very upset on the sidelines, visibly arguing with coaches. Whoa. I'm open. I was in the stadium. You know, it could be, you know, Jared Goff saying you're a rookie. You know, I no. you don't get the ball unless I throw it to you. Mm. Jared Goff hey, Cam. choosing. Yes. Chomp, you've been Shut watching up, the Lions for 22 years. How many times do we go to Lambeau and win the fucking game? What are you worried about over there? Come on, oh. calm. Good question. I mean, they also drafted Hendon Hooker. I mean, he's got a beautiful deep ball, boys. You know? Oh, he does. Ah. Yeah. Calm, he does. Also, don't have to worry about Goff missing J-Mo for six weeks, so Goff can activate his arm a little bit. Yeah, because J-Mo activated his you know, FanDuel yeah. account. Yeah. Bet MGM account. I believe he's betting on multiple sites. I was wondering how many Florio was going to say. Yeah. He was like DraftKings or FanDuel or BetMGM um, or Caesars points or bet. PointsBet or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or if, Hard Rock Casino. What if he just started? Yeah. What if he just started listing them all off? That would have been great. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. JMO hates. It's yeah, not that's a thing. very it's concerning. Not, it's not a thing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Shit! I thought this was the MCDC very, time. I thought I the know. Lions were going to go on a run. Now we are going yeah, to. Yeah, to run. be fair, no, we, we're talking about Stephon Diggs in the middle of OTAs having this type of thing. That was in the ga- that was in the game. I'll send yeah. you guys a video after this show of all of Jared Goff's deep throws last year. I literally just watched it. I think this. Oh, uh, you, you, please don't, <laughs> yeah. says Nick. But if you do, I'm gonna compare it to when he dressed up for Red Bull. As the JUCO quarterback. That's yeah. right. And I'm going to yeah. see if he lost it at all because maybe Calm, with his eyes on the product, mm-hmm. says, you know, Goff might have lost it a little bit. Nah, he it's certainly possible. It. If I was a Lions fan, I'd probably be a little worried right now. Oh, my God. Knowing what Calm's saying. Because what they're saying about Jordan Love, complete opposite. Yeah, they're saying his voice is so deep and he looks <laughs> so good right now. He does. Is that he coming does. out? Is that coming out of trick? Yeah, people have been. You know, I mean, same deal. Like they, they weren't. I don't. No matter what, they weren't going to shit on him because Rodgers is gone now. So I think like. Local media was going to say, but there have been a lot of people like, this guy just continues to wow us day in and day out. Think about the guy who, uh, we do have video here on Goff. This is from June 6th. Goff does have a knee sleeve. Zito pulled this up. I'm a little nervous right now. Here's here's Jared Goff, June 6th, running, moving, dying. Still got it. Looks cool. Jared Goff's on the golf course, (laughs) and the golf course is better than it's ever been. Yeah, Calm didn't say his accuracy was bod. He said that he doesn't have enough power in his ball. No, he didn't say he's Matt Ryan crop. No, no, not at all. Anyways, uh, speaking of crop, Jay Monahan going through some crop right now. I don't don't know if his heart broke or heart exploded. But he is taking a break from day-to-day operations at the PGA just days after pissing off seemingly everybody in his tour yeah. 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 group, yep. except for Rory. Jay Monahan uh, has a medical situation he is dealing with, and he will step away from his day-to-day operations. Mm. What a scene out of a movie. 
So obviously there is conspiracies that can be concocted about this man's health because of who and how he's doing his business and who he might have pissed off and how he might have pissed off. Did this guy get poisoned? Ooh. Whoa. Or is there a chance that this is a... <laughs> I would never. That didn't cross my mind. I just thought, oh, this guy's dealing with a lot of stress. Yeah. So something happened. Did this guy's heart start overworking because mm -hmm. of his consciousness whenever he's laying down at night? When he puts his head on his pillow, his only thoughts are, I did what we had to do. We would run out of Mark, money, but right? nobody understands this. And I love Rory. Rory, half a billion dollars. Mm -hmm, Tiger, 800 million. I told uh, these guys, don't do it. We were going to do everything. And then I did exactly what they did. And then boom. He had uh, too much stress and had to stop. Yeah, There's a chance that that happened. It's very yeah. possible. He could be seeing that guy who was calling for his head at the, the meeting in, at the RBC, just like, you know, in his dreams saying, like, I'm going to get you, you fuck face. He could just be seeing that guy every night. <laughs> and he yeah. couldn't get to his happy place like Happy Gilmore anymore. Sure. Exactly. There was only a bad place for them. So mm -hmm. he said, you know what? It's taking over. I need to get out of here. I'm sorry. Pew, pew. I'm so sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe it was, hey, like everybody has said, they don't like you. We don't like you. You can't be. Yeah, fake mm -hmm. a heart attack Whoa. and get the fuck so, out of here. Don't get <laughs> Here's an easy way to kind of, you know? Medical situation, yeah, yeah. and it weren't specific. So. Yeah, you start sneezing too many times, that's mm -hmm. a medical yeah. situation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Put your close, pants. But they open, say yep. a sneeze is close to the climax, so it won't be as bad for you. Mm -hmm. You could have pooped his pants. Maybe it isn't Stepping away from his day-to-day -day operations. Like, yeah. hey, his medical situation that's going on right now, no more power. Yeah. It's like that feels like that's potentially a little bit of, uh, sure. hey, we can bow out gracefully if you'd like. Mm -hmm. No problem yeah. at all. But we hope he's okay, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. he could have. There's people that don't hope he's okay, though. Right? There are some. Black there majority. are some people that think that. We hope he's okay, AJ. Oh, yes, we do. And didn't we hear that these guys, I know John Rahm's been playing with live guys out of the U.S. Open in his practice rounds. Didn't we hear that these guys are going to get paid? They're going to, like, Rahm and Rory? Yeah. Yeah, Seer. Um, yeah, I'll but is it, is it hundreds on. of millions they're going to get? Are they going to get hundreds of millions? I think there's going to be a massive pool, it sounds like, because they're making it public for a reason. But it does appear and sound as if Yasir Al-Rumiyan, mm -hmm. who is the man in charge of the $650 billion pot to explore the space of sports and get involved more from the Saudi government, the PIF, which is the something investment fund. Private? Mm -hmm. Pri whatever. It, nah, yeah. P is, I don't think it's private. Some word. Whatever the case. They're doing this. They are putting money into a pot for Rom and McElroy and others who turned down hundreds of millions of dollars to fucking maybe bow back a little bit in there yeah. so that they can say, like, hey, we understand yeah. the situation you were in at the time. Here's a little bit of money. What's the percentage they'll get back from their actual offer? Public is the actual inf yep. investment fund. Good call, Connor. But, like, how big is that? Is everybody guaranteed at that? Right. Do you have to win to get that? Is it just like golf in other ways? Like, I don't think any of us know anything, but it sounds like money and being out. If hopefully he's okay, mm -hmm. yeah. that feels like that's a, the first thing we've learned from PJ and Liv. Mm -hmm. And then now this money going into a pot for players who were offered a lot of money. That's another thing. Now, how would all navigate going forward is the next couple questions. I guess we figure out. Well, and does the PIF now have say over who's going to take over the day to day operations because they I already named it? Who is it? Some interim, someone's you know, someone underneath is stepping up at least for, for right now. It's in the board. I don't know what the board. I don't. They named. They said whose name it was. Who's going to help run day to day? Normally, that's right. another board member, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. somebody that's yeah. up in there. The yeah. board's weird though. Who all is on the board now? I don't think we've ever known, right? Because whenever the money came out that they weren't giving anybody, we're like, who's all getting the money? And they're like, well, there's a board that makes decisions. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's like they found an extra fifty million. Yeah, where, I have no idea. Who that where was that originally going? Yeah, right. Is that money going to their pockets? 
lot of money coming in the uh, Yep. The uh, chief operating officer, uh, Tyler Dennis, the president of the PGA Tour, will take charge in the interim. Hey, congrats okay. out there. Good luck. It's always the COOs that take over. We're pulling for you. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Yeah, I mean, Wom's games. I mean, that was kind of. Yeah, yeah one, exactly. Oh, yeah. Still kind of last name is that? Well, allegedly it goes back to the first ever triple play. Mm-hmm. In the MLB, oh. that's where they got the last name from. Allegedly, that was a conspiracy theory on the internet before the final episode, yeah. where they were like the first ever triple play, you know, knockout three, unassisted. You know, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, pretty deep, pretty deep. If that's what the writers did, yep, they've already said that is not what we did. But hey, that's a crazy coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> well, someone's getting a spinoff right from that show. Have to. Bro. Uh, We're all watching, dude. Logan Roy not happy with how it ended with him. No, right? Why don't we put him up in heaven running something? Yeah, or have or purgatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or go back to him creating ATN. Imagine if it was. Yeah, flashback the original. Mm-hmm. If it was him though, up in purgatory running a business with other dead people. Oh. <laughs> Steve on. Jobs and Logan Roy yeah. negotiating <laughs> against each other. Come on, Shinzu. Oh my God, Shinzu's like the overseer. Yeah, writing our war too. Oh my God, he is dead, which is a shame. That did suck. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Let's get out of here on this beautiful Wednesday. You got hockey talk tonight? Yes, sir. 8 p.m. YouTube.com forward slash that's hockey talk. I apologize. I was looking up where uh, the Wamsgams name comes from. And uh, pretty interesting. Uh, There were five Wamsgams families in the U.S. in the 1880s and between 1880 and 1920 in Iowa. Hell yeah. Nice. Shout out Tom Walmsgams. Iowan. Shout out Gacy. He's not from Iowa. John Wayne. Yeah. He lived there. He's not from there. Won awards there. Oh, yeah. They did. Waterloo JC's man of the year. That's your town. Put on the map. That's yeah. right. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you would have if you would have had the chicken little from that KFC, <laughs> you'd you'd be changing your tune. No, I wouldn't. I think you would. I got buried bodies in his fucking basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horrible Iowa. He got Iowa. kids do it for him. In Des Plaines, oh. Illinois. No, no, no. Yeah, but he won an award in Iowa. He did, and it was yeah. like, you know what? You have taken KFC from the small mom-and-pop franchise to one of <laughs> just a global conglomerate with your ideas, your ingenuity, and also the spices that you have decided to add to the chicken. For those that don't know or maybe new to the program that weren't watching at this time, when the John Wayne Gacy documentary came out, and obviously this was a man who acted as if he was a clown and had a contracting business in yep. which he hired kids and then murdered them and buried them in his basement and had other kids bury them in the basement. That's right. In that documentary, we don't know a lot of towns in Iowa. Oh, yeah. I don't know a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I know Des Moines there. Yep, sure. I know Iowa City's there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cedar Rapids. See, one of been Davenport, a- home of... Seth Rollins. Okay, I do know that one. Bingo. But not a lot of Iowa cities. Waterloo, Iowa is a place I know because that's our guy Ty's home. Hell yeah. Ty, we love Waterloo. I do. I had a real connection with Waterloo, Iowa. I'm like, you know what? I know somebody from Waterloo. I know a family from Waterloo. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching this documentary, I was taken back. Holy shit. Same water. Waterloo, Iowa. What? Home of Ty fucking Schmidt. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mad Mel Kuyper. What? Holy shit. Jason Glazer. What? Oh, my gosh. Coach All these Lou. people. Voted this killer, psychopath, pedophile. Yeah. Man of the year. Yep. I was alarmed. I was perturbed. Still talk about it to this day. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve that, Ty. Waterloo deserves better. Mm-hmm. But also, Waterloo shouldn't have voted him man of the year. They yeah. probably shouldn't have, but... 
again, I can't stress enough. If you would have been to this KFC, right, okay, you would have thought, "Wow, <laughs> there's something about that guy." I can't put my finger on it, but he is a damn good restaurateur. You, they said they liked the cut of his jib. They did. They didn't know his jib. No, they didn't. His jib was a bad jib. It was. Jib. He's a bad guy. And then, of course, he got over to Illinois, does planes, basically Zito's backyard. And people don't talk about either Illinois wrestler took him down. That's, That's right, in his house, caught. right? In his yeah. house. Macho Put Man took him down? Macho Man, yeah. What? Oh, Macho Man's from Illinois. Same high school, yeah. Boom. Boom. Roll birds. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Go Trojans and roll birds. Oh, okay, okay. Go Trojans. Let's get out of here. What a day. <laughs> Hammer. Don is in 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Don. We're going to talk about baseball. First five. Here we go. Baseball first okay. five. And today, uh, U.S. Open preview with the uh, old tour junkies. Yeah. Oh, Let's tour junkies okay. are regulars yeah. on the hammer. Yeah. It's open tomorrow. They got good oh. brains. Good brains like. for the golf betting, yeah. But I think the first five, we're in first five time first now five. for sports gambling. Gumpy, who's the man who's stuck in Canada. Him and Tone have kind of mastered this baseball gum. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They might throw out an L every once in a while because maybe the pitcher doesn't want to show up. But when you're betting on first fives, it's like ace versus ace. Mm -hmm. So you kind of know what you're getting. Unless a real hot lumber starts coming out of one particular dugout. That's right. That can kind of change it all. But we're almost into a point where we win bets now. Oh, yeah. And soccer happening is good also as well with old Gump. Yeah, Gumby's got the MLS basically locked down for the whole summer. Yeah. I don't know if he's real big in the CONCACAF League of Nations. I'll talk Well, about United it, States is going to win it. That's the only thing about Right. Mm-hmm. Don't need picks there. USA. Just need, a, need a coach, right? Uh, we got an interim. He was running video ops, right? Yeah. He's video yeah. coordinator. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Spolstra. BJ that, Yeah, Spolstra. Bingo. Versus a big tennis man. Why not just hire DJ Khaled? That'd is that what cool. you said? Uh, no. Well, I wish I did, but I, the <laughs> interim's name is BJ Callahan. We need DJ Let's need- call Tony Mule. Let's see who's. <laughs> We're going to get out of here, but you're right, Zeke. Let's call Tony Mule. We need to get to the bottom of this. Why not just hire DJ Khaled? He was giving his motivational speech to this guy on his golf course. Yeah, master motivator. In the middle of a windstorm for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The guy he was talking to, DJ Khaled, very good golfer. I assume the guy he's talking to better at golf than DJ Khaled. Probably. Some of these people that just golf all day, every day at these country clubs. Now, DJ Khaled's a very good golfer. He was able to inspire this guy. Like, I saw the guy's spirit floating. Mm-hmm. Why don't we put DJ Khaled down there on the pitch and just have him coach a United States men's soccer team? Yeah, it's a great idea. Why not have DJ Khaled motivating the boys on the pitch? Because we need not- him riding that automatic surfboard. No answer for Tony Mule. It must okay. be. He's he must be. Maybe he's interviewing. Yeah, he okay. be. Maybe he's interviewing yeah. for that guy. Good luck in there, Tony. Go get him, Tony. Coach Mule. Coach Tone. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a big time show. Huge. We got a big show tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Huge. More updates on Monaghan. Mm-hmm. More updates on U.S. Open starting. Yeah, right. here we go. More updates on how Stoner and the boys are doing. Right. More updates on uh, uh, Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Beals relationship. Right. More updates on contract statuses with D-Hop, the New England Patriots, Tennessee Titans, and maybe other teams. We got a big day tomorrow, AJ. Huge. I can't wait. All right. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Goodbye. <laughs>